The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, hello and welcome in to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250-930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And we got a lot of great stuff for you there on our Pirate Radio TV page on YouTube. Coming off of a blowout victory, Pirates over the Temple Owls on uh, Saturday, 45-3. And you can see a lot of the recap, our fifth quarter show presented by U.S. Cellular, the uh, call-in show. And also uh, all of our other goodies there on Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. We got Shirley Rhodes back with us today after a week hiatus. Shirley, good to see you again. Good to be back. How you doing? I am doing good. How are you? Good. You sound good. Chandler Honeycutt here as well. What's up, Clipper? How are you doing, Chandler? Back in your normal seat today? Yeah, man. Feeling good? Back to normal. Looking good? How was Cancun? <laughs> it was fabulous. I can't even begin to tell you. It looked a lot like uh, Eastern North Carolina, I'm sure. Yeah. It looked a lot like Farmville. Ellerby's here to kick off today's program. Hello, Ellerby. Victory Monday. Glad to be here, Clip Brock. Uh, two in a row for the Pirates. It feels good. And that was different than every other ECU game we've seen in 2021. The Pirates with a blowout victory. You didn't have to worry about anything in the third quarter on into the fourth quarter. Old Naylor's left the game. Uh, he's over there with a headset on because his job had been done. Mason Garcia gets to play. Pop McKay, the young running back, got in. So it was uh, it was great, man. I've been wanting one of those and didn't know if it was going to happen in 2021. But kudos to the Pirates for getting it done. Yeah, the only thing that uh, went against the Pirates on Saturday was just very windy at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium for the fans sitting in the stands. But other than that, a fun day to sit back, relax, and uh, watch Pirates uh, take care of business so many times over the last four or five years clip brock east carolina has been the other team yeah uh just suffering through a game like that but uh it felt good and especially against a a temple team that's really just been a pain in the rear up until last year and this year so a good win uh two in a row the two we went into the last these last two home games saying hey man the pirates got to have these if they want to you know have their goal of getting to a bowl and uh, they put themselves in a position with a winning record in november for the first time in a long time so uh excited for the uh, next few weeks and i got a nooner against memphis a little surprised that the point spread was uh so high clip brock when it came out but uh i thought it know. would be at seven and i think it came out at what eight eight and we'll see what it is right now i I read that it had already gone down some but uh we'll see where that is now as east carolina hits the road to take on a weird memphis tigers team that lost to that temple team that we saw at dowdy ficklin stadium on saturday but they've knocked off mississippi state they have knocked off smu did that on saturday so i don't know what to expect from the memphis tigers so they, they beat two top 25 teams in mississippi state and smu and they've lost to two three and six teams in tulsa and temple 
so uh it, it is it's like it's like you don't know like it's that bipolar team that you don't know if they're gonna hug you or hit you on a saturday and uh you know in a way it, it you know the pirates can't take anyone for granted but uh, they better be on their toes headed into the uh, liberty bowl on saturday for that <clears> noon <throat> kickoff but uh, maybe they can you know watch some film and see what memphis did great and terrible in those four circumstances of tulsa temple mississippi state and uh you know smu and and figure out a game plan to make it happen the spread is down to six so people believing in the pirates right now and they should east carolina all of a sudden is a covering machine they've covered in five straight games ellerby that does include a couple of uh, narrow defeats on the road to ucf and houston but i saw i go point this out yesterday east carolina um and i'll I'll pull up the the exact stat but three straight double digit conference wins at home for ecu i believe for the first time since they've been in the american i'll have to pull up the tweet from i would say that is probably more than fair and accurate because uh i mean the pirates haven't been very good in the american you know that first year they were uh, five and three in the American in 2014, but did not done very much since. And so, uh, certainly sitting at five and four overall, uh, the Pirates with a great chance to uh, improve upon that this weekend. And here's some stats while you're looking for that clip, Brock. If people like trends, I just looked at you know I was studying East Carolina and Memphis's records. Memphis opened the season and won three games, then lost three games, then they won a game, lost a game, and won a game. East Carolina lost their first two games, won three games, lost two in a row, and now are sitting at two wins. So do the trends continue? sounds like an SAT question. What happens next? What should happen next? According to the trends, East Carolina could get to their third win in a row for the second time this season, and then Memphis could get to, you know, Win, loss, win. Well, they're going to, ECU is going to beat Memphis, and then Memphis is going to turn around and beat number 16 in the nation, Houston, the following week. You think so? That would make the most sense. And by that, I mean none of this makes sense. Well, college football, nothing makes sense during the month of November, especially when they come out with these rankings every Tuesday that make zero sense. But uh, the craziness happens. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about Thanksgiving weekend and talking about, of course, the Pirates getting wins the next couple of weeks and getting to that Cincinnati game. I said craziness happens on Thanksgiving weekend. And, we, I, and I brought up the kick six, the Auburn-Alabama game, when they returned the long field goal back for a touchdown. Just to a lot of wild things can happen on that Thanksgiving weekend and uh, it'll be here soon but uh, certainly hopefully the Pirates can take care of business against the Tigers first. Igo's tweet was for the first time since entering the American East Carolina has won four straight home games in the league all by double digits. Uh, the stat was just four straight home games uh, but we'll, the, we'll throw in they've won by double digits as well. That dates back to SMU last year Ellerby so SMU and then the three from this year Tulane, South Florida, Temple, and they've won those games 52-38, 52-29, 29-14, and 45-3. So taking care of business here at home in the conference, kudos to Mike Houston and this football team. The, the closest game at home was the FCS game. Uh, yeah. Pirates doing well against the American opponents, and uh, 
just uh, the, the squeaker was the uh, Charleston Southern game, which is, which is as you said, nothing makes sense. That that would have never been on anyone's uh, prediction at the beginning of the season. If you would have listed all those scores, uh, the 31-28 win would not have been next to Charleston Southern. Well, I tweeted last week about how well this ECU defense has been playing, that as long as we don't run into Charleston Southern in the FCS playoffs this year, I feel good about our chances against anybody. Well, right and I feel good about that not happening either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Should be okay in, uh, in that department. Uh, the Pirates pitching a shutout the first three quarters and uh, nearly had it for the game. Ellerby, a late field goal by Temple, takes away the shutout. But what an effort on uh, that side of the ball. Yeah, I, the, the defense is so much fun, and that's what uh, a lot of people are talking about, how they're flying around the field, making tackles. And, uh, you know, Temple was a terrible football team. I, I will throw that out there. But the Pirates just looked great and uh, made plays. Wasn't just not impressed at all with any quarterback play that Temple had out there. But a lot of that was uh, East Carolina's defense, the way they schemed and, and were playing well. And their field goal kicker missed a couple of other kicks earlier in the game i wish it could have gotten to a shutout but uh you know 45 three certainly certainly great how were you watching this game able to prepare for a fifth quarter like this is the first time you've had to prepare for a fifth quarter where it was like you know what what will people call in and talk about were you no i was telling people this should be a pretty quick fifth quarter and that will and i say that if you listen to one of our callers who called in and was on hold for a while and was like he came on and said you know great win this is good. Um, I, I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> so it, <laughs> he called in not to complain and to announce it. Yeah. Like, it was almost like he was searching for something, mm-hmm. and he couldn't find it. And that's what happens in a 45-3 to game. Uh, we had a lot of you know people, and we still had a ton of calls, but they were very quick. They were kudos to those pirates. We looked awesome today. Uh, let's keep it rolling, that kind of thing. So uh, I knew with that kind of win – because you probably had people like leaving the game early, going out to dinner, or like they could turn off their TV because they knew it was a win. This was the first time this year where you could cut the game off early. You know, either way, really. I mean, the App State game kind of got away from ECU, and they were able to make the score look a little bit better at the end. But even that one was a game. You know, in the third quarter, uh, this is the first time win or lose this year that the game was over in the third quarter. So how do you predict the upcoming game against Memphis? How, I mean, what's your your early vibe of what's going to happen at the Liberty Bowl? I'm feeling an East Carolina victory against Memphis on Saturday. Now, are, is you talking a game in the 30s, a, a game in the teens? How, how are you feeling? What's going to be the key to victory for this? This Because, I mean, I looked at the score. I don't know anything other than just looking at the scores for Memphis and trying to figure out who the heck this team is that wins three, loses three, and then kind of been going back and forth. And with, I mean, knocking off that SMU team, they, they were one of the hotter teams in college football. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, they're a good team. I just, I almost feel like... I, I, I feel like this one's almost more gettable, at least as gettable, as the Navy game at this point, just because I'm so nervous about the triple option. So I, I, I'm i trying to speak this one into existence to go ahead and get that sixth win. But it, it should be, if ECU wins, they would need to get into the 30s, uh, 31, 33, 35, 37. And, uh, and they can hold Memphis maybe under 30 or right around the low 30. So I expect points in this game. Let's see what the total is. I wonder if this is the first the road game the Pirates can learn from. If it's close in the fourth quarter, 
you know, like we've seen at Houston and UCF, that if this is the one they can finish and uh, and learn from. The, I mean, that would, would did that, we learn in against Marshall? Well, I mean, this is a conference tough matchup, and I guess Marshall was was a, a formidable foe too. But I mean, maybe this is something that they can, you know, because those maybe those games kind of stung they a little. They learn how to get a first down late in the game. Yeah. And score. Maybe maybe they're you know, they make some adjustments and changes. Uh fifty nine is the total. And Memphis is a six point favorite in the game on Saturday. So you said you feel better like what what's your chance what do you give the percentage of, of winning against Memphis versus versus Navy? Like you, they do this on ESPN percentage to make the college football playoff. Like yeah, I mean you, you say you you have a higher percentage for the Memphis game than the Navy game? Personally, I Personally. do. I, I, it would just make me really nervous to have to go get that sixth win against Navy, who we haven't beat since 2011. Who's two and seven? You know, the one thing that makes me nervous about Navy too, and which is why I mean, I, you want to win every game, but Navy is off this week, so uh, they, they have a bye week uh, before they get uh, to host the Pirates. So uh, they will get to rest up and heal any injuries they have and perfect their triple option before the pirates so uh definitely definitely something to uh, stat to consider as you look ahead two weeks blake harrell i mean that defense was really good against navy last year and pretty much deserved the victory but uh whole nailers was out mason garcia making his first start and we saw what happened there so if they can repeat that performance against navy's offense then sure we got a great shot to win but i don't know i just think the pirates are, are hot right now and um it's great to even think they can go into Memphis and win this game, right? I mean, in years past, we would have this one as an easy loss. But the way they have played these conference opponents, why not go to the Liberty Bowl and win on Saturday? I think the majority of Pirate fans I talk to right now, they they feel kind of invincible that every game is, is winnable at this point, even Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati's just... starting to look more winnable. I will say week by week. Yeah, and I, and I hope Cincinnati can can win the next few weeks and come in here with that undefeated record. I mean, I, I that is that is the hope for for everybody. And then that uh, the Pirates are the one that crashed the party Thanksgiving Friday. So, uh, but uh, a lot of Pirate fans excited. Now that could change a lot if the Pirates lay an egg in Memphis, and then the, the old nervous pirate fan base will come back out as exactly what you just said going up to annapolis trying to stop the the triple option so uh, a lot a lot of speculation a lot of talk but it's i tell you this it's a lot of fun around east carolina football right now with uh, the potential of uh, the, the the potential of this team is to i mean they win a bowl game and went out i mean they could win nine games if you if you think i mean if you want to talk the the highest upside of it all but uh, at least getting to six and getting to a bowl game uh, gives the Pirates uh, more things in December to talk about. And we're going to get it done. We're going to get to that sixth win because if we don't, it's going to be a long offseason looking back at South Carolina, Houston, and UCF. But we're not going to have to worry about that. Yes. But if it happened. Because you're not going to have to worry about that. We're not going to have to worry about that. But if yeah. the, the Cincinnati fifth quarter call-in <clears throat> show... <clears throat> will will be a long one if if that's uh if if, if we end up five and seven i mean it's going to be one of those of could i mean everybody's gonna at that point they're going to recap all 12 games and clip rock and billy weaver uh are going to be here for the long we may have to make two orders from tiebreakers to get you guys food that day so uh, just be prepared but I, I i'm with you i feel like the six is is very doable and uh, it's just a matter can can they keep the streak going and get get the next two let's do it why not
Let's do. I mean, the players are coming in here today. I'm sure they're they're excited about uh, where they are. We they got, always love a victory Monday. Coming up at four o'clock, Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford. Coming up at around four twenty-five, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith at five o'clock. Holt Nailers and at five thirty. C.J. Johnson, who had that highlight catch on Saturday. So. His catch, I thought, was Sports Center top 10. I thought it hit the ground, but football guru Wes Hines, I, me and Wes get together and watch games, Ellery. Yeah. I, my I, football buddy. Why wouldn't you? Um, and he said, not, he caught it. That, that ball didn't hit the ground. And Wes Hines was right. He, he knows his stuff. He calls he it as he sees it. You know, he's not going to get bogged down in stats and details. He's just going straight up. Fast. Wouldn't it be awesome if Wes was the replay official? <laughs> but he also, like, he does know his stuff. His uh, prediction in the pregame show was 45 to 12. <laughs> and the game he was 45 to 3. <laughs> like, we're going to have to start bringing him on as an analyst. Like, can we, forget the production duties. He's my... He's my football analyst. You know, Fox has what Mike Peoria. We we Pirate Radio's got Wes Hunts. I, I think I think he should be. In right. football, you have to catch the ball, and he caught it. Back to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> he said he appreciated talking about the left-handed shirt during the fifth quarter. Can we pull up the uh, the moment from the pregame where? I got a little angry at West. We might have to do that next segment. <laughs> yeah, let's do it next segment to give you some time to do it. Oh dear. <laughs> he, he, he does man, he put in a ton of hours. I give him he major did. kudos and uh appreciate his service. Uh especially over the weekend. So God bless Wes. Thank you, Wes. It's always good to catch up with him. You just never you just really never know what he's gonna say. Like you could script it out for him and it would never be any nowhere good enough to what he's getting ready to say. All right, coming up Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. The Pirates on the hardwood against South Carolina State. Clip Brock Jr. and the third will be there, as will Chandler Brock, the first. Yes, sir. Really? Joining us in Section 213 for the Pirates and the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Let's go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Pretty sure it's Bulldogs. CH1 with CB3. <laughs> <laughs> Kim McNeil's ECU basketball team will be on the road at. So, Ellerby, a full slate of college hoops coming up Tuesday night. I can only tell you about the Pirates game, and I plan <laughs> to try to drop by Menji's and, and make that happen. I hear you, Troy. You plan to try. <laughs> it's on it's on my schedule to make to, it to Menji's. To, to plan to try. Yeah. All right. But not, now that I know CH1 and CB3, I mean, I don't know. if The game might be sold out by the time I get to the box office now, <laughs> now that we've announced this. Yeah. Going to be rocking and rolling. You need to do the dr- dramatic pause a little bit more. Pirates versus South Carolina State. Yeah. That might have been better. Uh, Frank Martin will not be here on Tuesday evening. I hate it because that Twitter released all the college basketball lines, and I was looking at it, and of course, there's no line on the East Carolina South Carolina State game because oh, really? I hadn't seen any lines. So because they're like a Division two school, right? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be watching St. Bonaventure on my phone while at Menji's. But what was cool was that uh, the basketball players came by the Pirate Radio tailgate zone on Saturday. Oh, so that they were very nice. Uh, they hung out, had some uh, food and beverage, talked to the uh, Pirate Radio family out there, and uh, they're excited. Super, super nice guys, and wishing them nothing but the best. And uh, a lot of people got pictures with Luigi Debo just to be like, look at the size of this. Yes. We're the same species, and this guy is two times my size. Yeah. I saw he, a lot of pictures. He is a very tall guy. So is uh, Jackson, is a very tall guy as well. He was there. 
Vance Jackson. Vance. Vance yeah. Jackson. If yes. you don't know him, you will, according to everyone we've talked to, including our Tuesday guest, Cy Seymour. Cy Seymour. He'll be on the show on Tuesday. And uh, if we have time today, we might hear from Lucy DeBeau and Joe Dooley. But if not, we'll have that for you tomorrow. As uh, We'll talk a lot of Pirate Hoops. Ico will join us, and uh, we'll get you ready for the upcoming season. The only question at this point, Clip, now is Tuesday between 3 and 6. I want a Wes Hines uh, basketball prediction on the game. Okay, we'll give see, him a... See if he's as good at basketball as he is at football. We'll give him a call tomorrow, and we'll get his prediction for ECU South Carolina State. It's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Ron says there's a scenario out there that we are just overlooking he says i'm looking for cincinnati to lose one more one before we play that would be probably against smu hopefully houston loses one more we went out and have a three-way tie for number one in the conference Mm, but we would beat cincinnati so we'd have the tiebreaker over them but houston would have the tiebreaker over us Uh, (laughs) let's let's look at this real quick uh just for s's and giggles <laughs> so well houston would need to lose twice yeah they're six and oh um that's not gonna happen let's see who they play Let, let's well, how, we just got to get in the top two they could to lose. be in the championship game right oh correct 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 all right so cincinnati loses to smu and east carolina and east carolina wins their next three east carolina wins three in a row SMU already has two losses. And that case, already have two. SMU would own the tiebreaker over Cincinnati. We would own the tiebreaker over... But we wouldn't own anything over SMU because we yeah, don't play. Correct. So it would be a coin toss. I, I mean, is that how it's determined? I don't, I don't know. know. There's probably a bunch of other factors in and there, And if it's too. a two-headed coin toss in Dallas, then we don't stand that good of a chance with SMU being right there. <laughs> uh, UCF also has two losses. They would have a tiebreaker over us. But yeah. So if UCF loses, Cincinnati loses to SMU, like we could have a chance to tie for second place in the AAC. Now, if Houston were to lose to Temple and who's the other team they play? Uh, Wes, I mean Clip, settle down. (laughs) Houston loses to Temple and Memphis. They have two losses. We're all in there, buddy. It's a fatal four-way for the AAC championship. My mind is blown. Yeah. Thank you, Ron, for putting that out there. Uh, That just makes it even more frustrating that we lost those games to UCF and Houston. Yeah. Can't change it. All right. uh, Ellerby, thanks for hanging out. Yep. Get uh, Wes Hines on the predictor. He is the uh, what the bear is to college game day. He is uh, here to you and the pirate. What nation. animal would he be? Ask him. Because <laughs> whatever I say will not be nearly as good as whatever he says. Very good point. We'll talk to our uh, our sports guru Wes Hines on Tuesday. Get his pick. Yes, for East Carolina. Stay South tuned. Carolina for, be sure we tweet out that time. All right. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Double B, Brian Bailey will join us. How about him, Cowboys? Hey, they scored yesterday. They got a few, they got a couple of garbage touchdowns. Good for them. Uh, losing to the Broncos on Sunday. We'll talk NFL, ECU, high school, and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Ron. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. Pirates hammering the Temple Owls over the weekend. It was great to see. We'll talk about that and more now with Double B. Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. BB, how you doing? Not too bad. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today at noon. If you missed it, you can hear his chat with Roy Tesh coming up at 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. And, Bailey, uh, every coach was probably knocking down the door to talk to you after that win on Saturday. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sometimes I'm like the Grim Reaper. I go through the halls for Pirate football after a tough loss. But it was uh, it was good today. Roy Tesh did a great job. and. Just talking about that defense, the young defensive lineman as a part of that defense, and uh, the future is very bright. I, I still feel like, Bailey, we, we would think the offense would be further along. And look, 45 points, they've done enough here to, to win these games, uh, these last couple here at home. But uh, we would think the offense would be further along. I don't know if anybody thought the defense would be this uh, far along in year two of Blake Harrell. And again, it's his first time he was able to have an offseason with him in 2021 heading into this season. But man, the, the strides they have taken, they are out there dominating right now. And I looked it up. We'll talk about it with Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. East Carolina is sixth in the country on third down defense, uh, allowing under 30% of third downs to be converted. They're getting off the field, and if they're not getting off the field that way, they're getting off the field on fourth down or on turnovers. I mean, we this is a, a positive trend we're seeing right now with this Pirate D. It really is, and that's one of the keys to defense is getting off, you know, getting off the field on third down. And, and you'll see a lot of defenses around the country that are really good defenses, but their stats don't really show, you know, in some ways, they give up a lot of yards, but they get those turnovers, and they and they you know and they don't get scored on, which is ultimately the the biggest stat defensively is how many points do you give up, and that's basically what it comes down to. And those coaches will tell you, you know, we'll give up some yards sometimes, but you know we've got to figure out a way to get off the field on third down, and fourth down, and to uh, to create turnovers, and they've done a great job of that. And East Carolina right now has given up 216 points this season. Cincinnati first in the AAC, as you would imagine, with 134 points allowed. Houston has allowed 200 points. And East Carolina sitting right there in third, one point better than UCF. So you look at the entire American, Bailey, East Carolina third right now in points allowed. And they have allowed some points in games. They've allowed yards in games. But like you said, it's uh, it's kind of been a bend but don't break at times. And that works for you. Yeah, and it works for defenses. I mean, you know, Roy Chess talked about today that, that, you know, if we can get some turnovers, we can give up some of those yards. We talked about the fact that East Carolina hadn't shut down an opponent in 264 games, and they came so close against Temple and what it would have meant to the program. And uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, when, you, when you're that close to a shutout, you wonder how much is being talked about. Coach Death said that nothing was said on the head, headsets, but I think some of the players had in the back of their minds that, that would have been a great, you know, great thing for this defense, and, and maybe they'll get another chance. Who knows? But they they came off the close. 
have not allowed a touchdown now in what six quarters seven quarters uh doing a great job keeping teams out of the end zone talking to brian bailey on the fixed nc live line and bailey holt nailers was not perfect on saturday we'll talk to him coming up at five o'clock he did have an interception was 16 of 24 197 yards but three touchdowns to one pick you'll take that and he was coming off a game in bad weather conditions where a lot of people said he looked his best throwing the football so you had kind of a rain game a couple games ago a wind game on saturday and uh, aylers just played pretty well through those elements and he made a great block on that Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> he did that too, yeah. I was standing right there on, on that sideline as they ran right at me. And I saw Holden. He had, you know, when Holden's running with the running back like that, he kind of sticks his shoulders up and he, he kind of arches his back a little bit. He was high-tailing it with him. And then he had a chance to lay down that block, and he did. And he did a nice job. One of the guys uh, tweeted that, and he pancaked the guy. And, uh, yeah, Deontay Smith, who's getting paid a lot of money to do those things. Uh, tweeted to Holt Nailers, nice pl- uh, pancake. There you go. So uh, that just uh, whatever it takes, right, Bailey? And uh, what, whatever it took on Saturday included tight end play. Three touchdowns coming from the tight ends. Two for Ryan Jones, who had six catches, 102 yards, two scores. Shane Calhoun cashed in his one catch for a touchdown as well. And uh, and and Bailey, they were throwing to the tight ends on Saturday. Yeah, I think a lot of folks, you know, will look at the offense and sometimes they'll say, well, why didn't this receiver get more, you know, opportunities? Why didn't this receiver? But sometimes you just got to take what the defense gives you. And obviously, you know, with three tight end touchdowns in the game, you know, Holt knew the tight ends would be open, and they were. Uh, you know, we've gone whole seasons without throwing a touchdown with tight ends, so that was good to see three in one game. Bailey, what's your expectation moving forward? You got Memphis coming up this week and then navy and then the pirates will wrap up their regular season with cincinnati uh what uh what's your take on what's ahead for the pirates well you, you know you go to memphis and uh obviously the tigers have been up and down they lost to that same temple team so if you look at that you're thinking hey you know this could be a really you know this, this is the game we certainly can win and they can but then again you look at what memphis did to smu this is a league that is really a good football league and balanced and each week you know, if something something crazy happened. That game for Cincinnati on Saturday was absolutely bizarre, and the Bearcats were able to you know, scratch and claw their way and hang on for a win in a game that meant a whole lot to them. So you just never can tell what, what's going to happen in this league right now. And, and these are two very even football teams going to battle it out. I think the spread started at eight, went moved to six pretty quickly. East Carolina's a six-point underdog, which is probably about right. Pirates certainly can win the game, though. Yeah, and when you say you never know, you especially never know with Memphis, as you said. They've got some marquee wins with Mississippi State and uh, with SMU. Both of those coming at home, by the way. They also have losses to Temple and Tulsa on the road. So they're a, they're a good home team, uh, but certainly can be defeated. The Pirates will try to do that coming up on Saturday. We'll be with you at 8 a.m. bright and early on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll talk to Bailey coming up at 9 a.m. Uh, bright and early Saturday morning as we get you set for more Pirate football. And uh, those game days are a lot better when you get a win, Bailey. Uh, with, uh, I like these celebratory fifth quarters. People are happy. We had one guy call in almost trying to think of something to complain about, and he couldn't come up with anything. So that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a very good thing. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, you know, these, these games – and it's, it's like all of us, you know, we work in the media and we cover East Carolina. And like I've always said, more people watch, more people listen. 
you know, more people care when the team's winning. That's just the bottom line of how it is. And, and you know, hosting Coach Houston's show, we've talked about it before. It's You get, you know, all gamuts of everything because we do those game, you know, shows after the game. So you get after a loss, you know, you get the disappointment. After a win, like the Marshall game, you get the euphoria of a come-from-behind win that, that you kind of stole one. I mean, it's it's been a real challenge. It's been a lot of fun, though. Double B, Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, what were the headlines round one of the state high school football playoffs? What stood out to you on Friday night? Well, I guess nothing really stood out. I guess it's more along the lines they expanded the playoffs by a week to give more teams an opportunity. And most of the teams that they let in, they shouldn't have, that they shouldn't have let in, didn't win. So I think they may reevaluate that in the offseason and kind of, you know, if you you got a losing record and you got to go up against a team that hasn't lost a game or only lost one game, most likely you're not going to pull off that upset, uh, at least in our area. So I think, you know, Tarboro and Northside both had buys, so we get to see them for the first time in the playoffs coming up this week. Uh, Rose got off to a slow start against Croatan. Croatan ran a little option, and you could tell on the sideline the Rose coaches were barking at the kids because they were not at the right, you know, positions, and they were having all kinds of issues early, but they overcame all of that in one pretty handily. Uh, JP2 is another place I was at Friday night, and they won their game. They advanced to play for the state championship Friday night, and they get a little bit of a break because it looked like it would be Parrot Academy again, big rivals, and JP2 took care of Parrot, but uh, Parrot got beat by Kerry Christian, so Kerry Christian will play for the state championship against JP2. So uh, that'll be fun on Friday night. We'll have Will Bland on the show coming up Wednesday at 3. He joined us that same time last week, and I said, Coach, you want to just kind of keep the, the same mojo going and, and do it again this Wednesday, 3 o'clock? He said, absolutely. So, you know, these uh, these coaches, these athletes are superstitious, Bailey. You, you try to keep that same routine every week, and uh, Will Bland from Rose is going to do that this week. I hope he can win another one. So, Survive in advance. Yep. That's the key right now. That's what it's all about. Bailey, it is uh, almost hoop season as we got East Carolina – tipping it off on tuesday night against south carolina state and uh, i know a lot of people uh have seen these guys in practice i will be seeing the new faces for the first time so i've got high hopes for vance jackson and the newcomers and i uh, can't wait to see them out there on tuesday night yeah it's going to be fun because now we we know some of the guys we don't know all of them because obviously in this day and age you're having to shuffle guys in with a transfer portal and you lose some and Obviously, the Pirates lost Jaden Gardner. I'm looking forward to watching Virginia play tomorrow night. They play Navy uh, at 9 o'clock, so I'll get a chance to see Jaden for the first time in a Cavalier uniform. But uh, obviously looking forward to seeing Joe Dooley and company and, and just hoping that they have some success this year. I mean, Joe works really, really hard. and You know, then you come into a job like this for the second time, you kind of know what to expect, and you get thrown some other curveballs, and then you get COVID hits. And so let's hope that they can turn this thing around a little bit. And they've got some good players. It's going to be weird to see uh, Jane Gardner in another uniform. That is true. It really is, because we've seen him play for a long time in the purple and gold. And Vance Jackson will be in his fourth uniform uh, when he takes the court for the Pirates coming up on Tuesday night. That is the world of college basketball in 2021. you got a full slate of games uh, coming up on Tuesday night, including um, you always see these marquee games to tip off the season. And I'll pull them up real quick. I think it's... uh, is it Duke, Kentucky, and uh, Michigan State? Here, I'll pull it up. Uh, Kansas versus Michigan State, uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And then later in the evening, it'll be Duke and Kentucky. That at 9.30 on ESPN. And uh, I guess we got Feast Week coming up later this month. We got a, a watch-along coming up, Chandler, 
in uh, about a week and a half or so as East Carolina plays Oklahoma uh, down in South Carolina. That'll Myrtle be a Beach. lot of fun. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Maybe not our first trip to Myrtle Beach. Maybe the football team will be in the Myrtle Beach Bowl later this year. All right, before we let you go, Bailey, Troy D wanted me to ask how the Cowboys game finished because they uh, they cut away from it on the local affiliate. So we don't. Did the Cowboys come back against Denver? I don't watch the local affiliate. I get the Sunday ticket, so I watched all the painful, <laughs> painful ending. Uh, just tell Troy Drivers that the Cowboys are still light years better than his Bears. That, that's all that matters. I will pass that along. It was a weird Sunday in the NFL, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not letting the Cowboys off the hook. They were pitiful. Oh, I expect they. Uh, and I asked you earlier because I didn't watch it. I was watching Red Zone. And uh, I never really saw Dallas with the ball. And every time I checked my phone, Denver had the ball. Uh, time of possession, forty-one to nineteen. Denver had the ball more than forty-one minutes in that game on Sunday. So I, I know that's not what you were expecting when you uh, turned the game on yesterday. No, and Dallas was favored by ten, which I thought was a lot. You know, in a game like that, Dallas had been rolling. I think I hope what happens is that it turns out to be a, you know something good for them because everything I've read out of there is like hey I think we kind of thought we were a little better than we are you know we know you know what kind of work it takes to get to this point and it, that won't happen again now that doesn't mean I think Atlanta may come to town next week and put it to them but hopefully they've learned something from it and uh, they can continue I, uh, I I just hope they can you know get in the playoffs and win some games because that's the thing they make the playoffs every once in a while then they can't win a game in the playoffs so. Got a long way to go, though. Dallas was not the only team to lose as a favorite yesterday. The Titans smashed the Rams. 28-16 was that final. The game was not that close. Uh, the Packers were 7-1. and one. They lose on the road to the Chiefs. Of course, they were without uh, medicine man Aaron Rodgers playing with Jordan Love in his first start. But how about the Bills scoring six points? What a dud they laid in Jacksonville. The Jaguars beating the Bills nine to six so there were a lot of these weird games on sunday bailey and uh, your team was a part of it yeah and and that's that's one of the reasons i don't gamble <laughs> i swear you know on nfl football to me it's just impossible how do you not take buffalo over jack i don't know what the spread was but yeah. it was 12 or 14 14 yeah yeah 14 how do you not take it but if you take it you know you get crushed <laughs> and what if you take jacksonville on the money line then then you win a whole you know you win a boatload probably but it's just hard to tell, man. It's just week in and week out. I guess that's why we love it so much because you just never know. But but wait until next week's uh, chapters are written. Yeah, uh, it'd be nice if my team could do something like that. But they, of course, were off while all the uh, upsets were happening. So next week things will get back to normal, and Washington will get hammered by the Bucks. Unfortunately, ah, uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, Washington football team, the brigade. <laughs> Is that what we're going with? I, I hope not. What is a brigade? What is, what even is a brigade? Uh, I think it's a bunch of ships, isn't it? Yeah, sure. We're a bunch of sh- something, all right. Uh, maybe that name will fit. All right, Bailey. You got the Brian Bailey Show coming up tonight, 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. Great chat with Roy Tesh as y'all talked about the win, talked about uh, recruiting, talked about, uh, man, his bevy of, off- of defensive linemen that he's been able to work with. They got a ton of guys on the defensive side of the ball and still a uh, relatively young team he's working with right now. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a hockey coach. He sends a new line in. Yeah. So while that, that, that's trying to keep bodies fresh, and he's done a good job with it. All right, BB, thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. 
Sounds good. Take care. Brian Bailey, who will join us on the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the 9 o'clock hour coming up on Saturday as we get you set for East Carolina and Memphis. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll wrap up hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it expert since 2006 they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, DJ Ford coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith in the 4 o'clock hour as well. Holt Naylor's at 5, CJ Johnson at 5.30. So the Players Lounge will get kicked into high gear coming up at four o'clock it was a fun saturday of college football and when we left uh, you at three o'clock i was feeling pretty good about my wake forest pick uh they were up pretty big on north carolina i don't know what the heck happened but uh by the end of that game north carolina had won by three points yeah when i left the studio uh the studio to go to the game um i mean that game was basically over yeah and uh they do this thing now in Daddy Ficklin Stadium where they do like live look-ins to games going on around the state or you know around the country, and uh, they pull up the Carolina game and uh, they showed some players on the sideline celebrating. I was like, oh, they must have scored you know late touchdown. That might be a walk-on that scored you know. I was like, thought it was kind of weird how much they were celebrating too. And then they showed the score and they were up ten points. I think it was fifty-five to. 45 or something like that and i just looked at uh i was like looking around going all right what happened well it's a uh not a good loss for wake forest they're no longer undefeated they're out of the college football playoff picture if they ever had a shot anyway but tell you what they're not out of the acc race because the demon deacons with the loss remain undefeated in acc play because that was not a conference game correct what do you think about that, Chandler? Did we just blow your mind? Yeah. <laughs> you are you are looking. Uh, you have the deer in the headlights look. I remember when this was scheduled years ago. I had no idea that game Saturday was a non-conference game. Really tells you how dumb college athletics are. But this game was scheduled between North Carolina and Wake Forest as a non-conference game. It does not count towards the conference standings. What? 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 So Wake Forest is still uh, five and zero oh in conference play. Perfect in ACC games, except the one they lost to ACC opponent North Carolina. That doesn't count as an ACC game, which makes no and sense. The it, Carolina win doesn't count. They, Correct. They are three yeah. and three in conference play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, guys, wait a minute now. Those two the back-to-back wins for the Pirates count, right? Yes. Okay. They okay. are conference games. They count towards bowl eligibility. Um, because I thought 
oh wow they lose now this sets up a huge one against nc state both have one loss well no uh wake forest five and oh nc state four and one still a huge game because the winner of that game will be in the driver's seat to represent the atlantic side on the uh for the acc championship do you know who has the best record in the coastal right now not clinton well clemson's in the atlantic yeah uh Um, that would be the pit panthers Sitting at seven and two, four and one in conference play. Wow! How about Pitt versus Wake Forest? Is that your idea of a ACC title? Yeah. <laughs> uh, NC State though, uh, still there with an opportunity to get there. Anybody other than Clemson in the ACC championship game is going to be weird anyway. Very good point. And remember when they set up the Atlantic and the Coastal? They did it. They put um, Florida State in the Atlantic, Miami in the Coastal so we could see that championship every year and the acc would be like all right this is going to be the biggest game every year florida state miami for the acc championship and they've never played in the acc championship Mm -hmm. so uh, i found that pretty odd from saturday i do have a little bit of basketball ecu basketball news because i just saw it pop up here uh steve and i go whoop hold on one second my okay steve and i go just tweeted out uh, about uh, seven minutes ago that joe dooley wouldn't go into details but he says he thinks ec will be, be without a couple of guys for tomorrow's uh game against south carolina state i go did ask about winston tabs and coach dooley said his status is to be determined for the game so yeah this happens every single year we talked about it with igo last week that uh for whatever reason injury or otherwise the pirates are not 100 percent going into the season and tabs has been a guy that well you know we talked to these coaches the past few weeks he's been practicing apparently has not been involved in the scrimmages as they were trying to hold him out of that uh, but make sure he's ready for the season opener. So that is uh, not great news. Now, is he recovering from a knee injury? Is that what? I don't know what the injury is okay. exactly. But um, I, what, I thought I had read somewhere that it might have been a knee injury, but I may have got him mistaken for someone else. But that could be the explanation as to why he may not play tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, look, hopefully we don't need him against south carolina oh, state yeah. but i want to see them on the court i want to see all these new guys um for the first time coming up chandler who are you most excited to see uh well vance jackson probably and then uh i guess a lot of the the new guys frank's from south carolina coming in and then well winston tabs is one yeah. of them and I know, don't yeah. know if he'll be on the court for the pirates tomorrow night uh i do uh want to see some of these young guys that antoine jackson was talking about a couple of weeks ago here on pirate radio live i think what was the one brandon johnson brandon johnson was a guy that he talked about a freshman that uh apparently is you know a lot like a dennis robin he's you know flying all over the court and diving for loose balls, balls loose balls and stuff like that so those are some guys i'm ready to see obviously these new guys for the pirates and uh want to see the growth from you know guys like brandon suggs and Tristan Newton, Tremont, J.J. Miles. It sounds like they're going to count quite a bit on J.J. Miles this year to, to shoot from the outside. So how will the Pirates shoot from three this year? We'll get a quick look at them coming up Tuesday night in Menji's Coliseum at 7 o'clock. Let's take a timeout when we return back to football. Uh, Victory Monday will open up the Players' Lounge for another week. 
We'll hear from Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford when we return on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two, on the way after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Ron. Hi, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Back with us here on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt as well, getting you ready for another week of Pirate football. But before we move ahead to Memphis, uh, we got to look back at what happened on Saturday. We'll do that with the Pirate players in the Players' Lounge. Coming up later on, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, Holt Naylor, C.J. Johnson. But right now... We'll look back at my chat with Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford. They were in the Pirate Radio studios earlier today, fired up after a blowout victory over the Temple Owls. We talked about it all, and here's how it sounded. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday. Clip Rock here with Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, and Rajay Harris coming off a 45-3 victory over the Temple Owls on Saturday. Fellas, good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. How you doing? Uh, What was it like, guys, to kind of just chill in the fourth quarter and watch the game from the sidelines? That had to be a new feeling for you as uh, East Carolina has been in so many close games this year. You were finally able to blow an opponent out and kind of relax late in the game. Snee, what was that like? It was was different. You know, I don't like coming out in general. So it was definitely different, but it was fun to watch those guys get in there, those young guys, and just – see them out there playing on the field it was fun it was a good feeling just to know we were up by that much we didn't didn't have to go back in so rajay uh we've heard you talk about pop mckay before we finally got to see him in a game he's a big fella i gotta say uh was it like uh, watching the young buck get some carries uh not that you're that much older than him but you got to see him get some carries late in the game and uh, it was good you know he's been working hard like i've been telling everybody just work hard he's just a workhorse so um, I told him like last Sunday that he was going to get in this game, so be prepared. So he went out there and did his job. He was prepared. And DJ, unfortunately, you weren't able to go on Saturday. So we'll, we'll ask you how you feeling health-wise right better, now. A lot better. Good. Can't wait to let it go this week and get back out there with the guys. How, is that, that's got to be a bittersweet feeling. You, you see your teammates win, but you're not able to contribute in that win. So what's that feeling like on the sidelines yeah, watching the I, game? I'd say uh, much more sweet than bitter. You know, bitter, obviously I wish I was a part of it, but I was just relishing the moment, you know what I'm saying, enjoying it just as much as the guys that were out there because I felt a part of it even though I didn't get to play, you know, necessarily. So it was, it was good to see them make plays and do the things that I knew that they were going to do before the game. Rajay, you had 100 yards against South Florida. It was Keaton Mitchell's turn this week. and You guys uh, have been unselfish in your roles. You're still getting a lot of touches, a lot of carries, as is Keaton every week. So what a one-two punch it's been. And uh, what's it like you rushing for 100 yards one week and then watching Keaton do it the next week? Man, that's a great feeling just to know, like like I just said, the hard work.
support it just pours out to the field you know let everybody know in the country that we got two good backs that that's capable of catching out of backfield blocking and you know running the ball so it's just good with Keaton going out there you know running with power and using the speed of course you know it's just it's just always good to see that boy run Tyler you've had your 8 10 12 how many catches did you have that game against SMU uh, I think it was 19. You think it was 19. 19. You've had those days before. Right. (laughs) Dang is right. (laughs) Uh, But you had four catches on Saturday. It was Ryan Jones having the big day. Six catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Is that like going into the week, was it, all right, we're going to find some place for Ryan here? Or is that just something that happens on Saturday when you guys are out on the field and take a look at the defense? Yeah, a little bit of both. You know, we got the plays in and, you know, obviously they run different looks show us different looks in practice and so uh based off what you get in the game you know they they might tweak some things based off what uh temple did but uh you know we went in the game they called the right plays and and he was open and he did his job he made great catches uh great plays and you know i like i said before he's been doing it in practice too you know he's worked hard ever since he got here so you know it's it's exciting to see him and, and fun to watch him play Pirates rolling up 45 points, 204 yards passing uh, as a team between Ehlers and Garcia, and then 246 rushing yards as a team. And then, DJ, uh, three points for the opponent. And you said last week when I talked about, hey, you've shut out an opponent two second halves in a row, all you guys to a man said, well, we want to do that in the first half. We want to mm-hmm. come out that way. So that was that a focus for the team uh, heading into the game? Uh, yes, sir, for sure. It was a focus to, to put together a complete game and uh, to shut out the opponent. And unfortunately, we didn't get it done. We were very close, but... You know, we got another chance this week. So Yeah, just three points for the Owls and uh, just a phenomenal job on the defensive side of the ball. We talk about complimentary football. Rajay, how much does it fire up the offense when the defense is getting off the field, flying around like that? You know, you know it's... It's a good thing when the defense come off the field when you know they kick a field goal to, to give them three points. They mad and just screaming. <laughs> so you know it's a it's a good thing that you know the team done really bought in this year and they just you know everybody love each other. Everybody just working their butts off just to to provide on that Saturday. So uh, I hate a fair team that's they got to go against the Pirates this year. Man, when you're angry because you gave up three points, that's a we've come a long way defensively. I'll just say that as a team uh, for East Carolina. Guys, a little better on third down on Saturday. Five of 12. Still not as good as you want to be, but again, when you go two for two on fourth down, it really covers up uh, third down, but you're probably tired of hearing about that, Tyler and Rajay, but uh, that is the case. You guys, have, for whatever reason, just have struggled on third downs this year. Yeah, I mean, I like to say we have four to get it, though. You know, we, we, <laughs> exactly. We've done well on fourth down this yep. year. Uh, you know, when it does get there, you know, hate it has to get there but you know third down we'll continue to improve on that but uh yeah i mean four down territory every time a couple of uh not so great weather games these past two games and you guys have looked great in those games so uh any difference at all playing in the i guess wind was more of a factor than anything on saturday right yeah wind well you saw with their two field goals the they kicked it and the wind was the wind was bad and catching the punts was bad pre-game I didn't know where the ball was going to yeah, go. That's a good point. But, uh, I mean, I think it was bad for the quarterbacks uh, going certain directions. But, I mean, I think we adjusted to it well. And, I mean, we ran the ball really well. So, it, it didn't affect us that much uh, with the weather. Good running conditions, right, Raja? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Tyler, you, you bring up a good point with the um, – and, and you've called for a million fair catches. And you, you've gotten them with guys – coming full speed at you hovering around you i'm sure they're talking about you and your mom and everything else <laughs> uh, did it take you know 
does it take a while to get used to that and to kind of put it all out of focus or is that something that since day one punt returning you've been able to deal with i I did it in high school but obviously it's a lot different just in college you know they kick it a lot higher a lot farther and then you know high school is different everybody everybody came to college to play so uh definitely took some adjusting to get used to but i mean for now i've been doing it for four three four years here so you know i kind of got used to it it seems like a lot of times now rajay we've seen him talk on the field a little bit the cameras pick him up i don't know about dj i hadn't seen you mix it up with anybody sneed it always seems like guys are jawing at you and you're just walking away is that the case most times yeah i mean i don't really pay much attention to whatever they have to say you know (laughs) I don't, I don't really I do. I don't really do. Wait, is he talk talking out there, Roger? <laughs> if he does, he does it kind of quietly or whatever, because I don't really it's notice slick. him. It's okay, that's slick. how you got to do it, right? <laughs> I, I want to ask this: uh, ECU basketball begins Tuesday night. I'll be there at Minji, seven o'clock. They take on South Carolina State. Who's the best basketball player in the room right now? That's the question that you don't even gotta ask right now. Come on, you know you already know. Don't the let answer. don't let the hype fool you. You already know the answer. Don't they don't want to see me. Don't let the hype. <laughs> DJ's definitely got the height advantage, exactly. but that, you know exactly. maybe you guys got a jumper. I don't know about maybe some oh, dribbles, some curry, curry, curry. Okay, we can set that up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe postseason we'll have the. Uh, who's the best basketball player on the team, DJ? Is he in this room right now? There's been a lot of talks about Jairo Wilson, Hmm. one of the better guys. Um, Tyler Savage, pretty decent. I saw him one day. I don't know about... Look, I'm, I'm just speaking on the guys Ask that Tyler I'm Savage what happened in the court. Jaquan McMillan. <laughs> J-Mac's pretty good. He's good? He could, he could be a good player. Nah, nah, J-Mac's pretty good. I could see him being a good role player. You just know size good. But as far as one-on-one, jump. nobody beat me. No, okay. Right. The, the the gauntlet has been put down. <laughs> DJ Ford, right, top basketball dude. player on the roster. All right, uh, DJ Memphis, uh, they can put up some points. They've had a weird year. I don't know how much you guys have dove into them yet. They lost to that Temple team. You guys just smashed, but they've also beaten Mississippi State. They just knocked off SMU, so we know uh, they can play good football. Have you seen anything on film from the Tigers yet? Uh, yes, sir. They have um... – they have a ton of athletes. Athleticism is not the issue there. Um, I'm not sure what's going on, but they are more than capable of beating us as well as just about anybody. So we got to show up, make sure we're prepared and ready to go. Oh, Naylor's, uh, we talked to him a moment ago. He said the day starts, uh, well, what time are y'all waking up Saturday, Rajay, for an 11 a.m. local time? What time is it like? We'll see. That's central eight, time. Eight. So wake up will probably be like seven. He said six, pregame seven. meals at seven. Oh, oh yeah. So we'll probably wake up Six, six, six little walkthroughs. Yeah. Damn. 30, yeah. So the good news is you don't have to wait around all day for a game, but no, it, it's true. you got to get ready quick, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, cool. I like that. I like to hit the ground running. I like it. I like it better too. I like nah, the early. DJ's like, an old I man, like, Rajay. Like Rajay's a kid. He's like, yeah. no, nah, I want to sleep. Bro. I like nah, I'd rather, I'd rather get up and go. <laughs> I mean, I love. Around. Don't get me wrong. I love the atmosphere of a night game, but yeah. I hate waiting around yeah, all day. That's true. That's true. I hate it. That's true. Uh, another game on the road. You guys have uh, played well on the road so far this year, so nothing new as you'll be playing at the Liberty Bowl coming up on Saturday. Uh, you guys taking a look at their defense yet, uh, Tyler, Raja? Yeah, um, just like DJ said, there's a lot of athletes on the field. You know, uh, I don't know what's going on over there, um, really, but um, they athletic. You turn on that film, it's just like you see another another great team in our comfort. So, you know, we have to go out there and ready to play or they're going to hit us in our mouth. Uh, five wins for the Pirates. One more win. You're going bowling. Yes, sir. Is that a conversation you guys have? 
of course it's, yeah. it's something yeah, that yeah. we we think about but yeah. we try not to get overly consumed with because you know what i'm saying our focus is on memphis so definitely we're not yeah. looking ahead as brian bailey week. said last week there's no law that says you only have to win six you might as well win eight right yeah. exactly <laughs> might as well just win them all oh, why not right. one week at a time one yeah week at a time. and uh you guys know how to celebrate in the post-game locker room we get a little <laughs> glimpse of it with those videos that come out <laughs> But whether it's HV3 leading the way or Aaron Jarman, the former Temple Owl this week, uh, it's great to see you guys uh, celebrating the hard work you put in. Well, what's that like when you're around all your team and uh, celebrating a victory like that? I mean, that's one of the best feelings in the world for me, just like seeing all those guys and seeing all the hard work pay off out there and then coming back in there and getting to celebrate with your brothers. I mean, that's an awesome feeling. Yes, sir. It's the same. You know, I look at it like this, you know, Last year, we walked, everybody walked in that locker room most majority of the time, and heads was down, and you know, just sad and mad about the game. But it's like this year, it's just it's just changing. You know, yeah. you can walk in the locker room after the game, and just everybody's lit. Everybody got the shirts off, dancing, and Coach Houston might even come in there dancing. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a good environment in that locker room. It doesn't change a lot. And you guys, uh, you got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to accept a pat on the back. And the way you guys played Saturday. It feels like you're starting to be able to do that too, right? Like celebrate it and then quickly move on the next day. That's, exactly. that's a challenge, but something you got to learn, right? Yes, sir. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, congratulations, fellas. Five wins in the bank. Try to get one more, two more, three more, but you can only win one on Saturday, I'm told. So that's against Memphis. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, oh wait, we do have some extra time. What you want to talk about the Cowboys? Okay, got a few minutes. Yeah, Niners. Hey, my team didn't play, so we're good. Yeah. Well, we got the Steelers Bears tonight, yeah. so uh, that's like coming up Steelers Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my team. Why? That's my team. <laughs> I'm sticking with them thick and thin. You know. <laughs> appreciate it, fellas. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, thanks for having. Appreciate it. All right, Tyler Snead didn't want to talk about the Cowboys today. That was a change. He's been saying Super Bowl the last uh, few visits here on Mondays, but uh, didn't want to talk about that today on the program. Looking at the UB stat sheet, Tyler Snead on the year, East Carolina's leading receiver, both in catches and yards. 43 catches for Tyler Snead, 514 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Chandler asked you a trivia question on Saturday. Who is ECU's leading touchdown target in the receiving game and you correctly answered audio matosha mm-hmm. but there's a new leader in the clubhouse and ryan that, jones ryan jones has 23 catches on the year four of those have gone for touchdowns so now he is ecu's leader in touchdown receptions tom mcclellan the other day uh on game day after the game tweeted out that uh his four touchdown receptions is the most by tied in in a season since Bryce Williams. Since that no good foul mouth Bryce Williams. Foul mouth, <laughs> no good, disrespectful former tight end for the Pirates. He cursed uh, on the fifth quarter on uh, Saturday night, so we're going to have to give, a, give it to him on Wednesday. So uh, do I get to give him a hard time since I couldn't do that on Saturday? Yes. Since he cursed on the air? You have to do your, your PSA reminder. I had to show you the video today. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was like, dang gum bryce why'd you do that man can i not say that (laughs) and look i had to cut them off i I can't show favoritism right no you can't show favoritism once they cuss they're gone (laughs) i'd be like look 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 let me tell y'all how this is gonna go (laughs) 
I probably didn't set the best example when I said the same word a few weeks ago. <laughs> no, but, but yours came out of pure and un, un, unadulterated just frustration. And it was 2 a.m. And it was 2 a.m. Give me a break. <laughs> this was just Bryce being at a reception and forgetting what, who he was on the phone with. Hogan's goat related. Probably, oh, yeah. To be honest, he probably did forget he was on the show. <laughs> he he probably I mean, did. He thought he was just talking to you. But, you know, the night that you cussed, when we came back from break, you should have done what that uh, announcer did for <laughs> one of the baseball teams and basically said... I don't know if I'll ever be on the radio again, and that's a long drive by Castellano. <laughs> <laughs> I look at myself as a man of faith. And that's a long run by Keaton Mitchell down the sidelines. And that's I don't, a touchdown. I don't know if I'll ever be on these airwaves again. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tom Brenneman there. Uh, Rajay Harris has 472 yards on the year, three rushing touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, uh, we had a caller Saturday uh, on the fifth quarter, Shirley in Farmville. She was pretty good. It was a good call. I uh, was asking how close Keaton Mitchell is to 1,000. He is 98 yards away from being the first Pirate to rush for 1,000 yards since... Get the ball to Coop! Coop. Ventavious Cooper back in 2013. Mm-hmm. That's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. Uh, so. It's been even longer for a complete shutout. We were this close what getting a the, shutout. Uh, it was twenty-one years. Wow! It would it would have been. It's been twenty-one years it's been since. That long? Yep, it's been that long. Our no shutout streak can drink. Or is it twenty years? I think it's either two thousand or two thousand one. Uh, okay. Is the last time we had uh, a shutout? It was against Duke. I did uh, hear that. Two thousand. So. so that might have been two thousand. So that would crazy. put us that would put us at twenty-one years. Let's uh, let's go to the Google machine real quick. Let's Google it up. 2000 ECU football schedule. Schedule. And that schedule says that East Carolina beat Duke 38 to nothing on September the 2nd, 2000. The season okay, opener. Okay, so it's been 21 years since we've had a shutout. All right. And we were this close to getting yeah. another one. We will talk about that with Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We'll dive back into the Players' Lounge with those guys. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, great to hear from Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford. Still to come on the Players' Lounge on a Monday. We got Holden Aylers at 5 o'clock. Expected to hear from C.J. Johnson around 5.30. 
And right now, we'll hear from a couple of Pirate defenders, Bruce Bibbins and Xavier Smith. They dropped by the Pirate Radio studios a couple hours ago, and we talked to them after the win over Temple, and here's how it sounded. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Rock here with Pirates' Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Gentlemen, uh, another victory chat here on Monday. Congratulations. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing good, great. Good to see you, fellas. And uh, coming off a, a blowout victory on Saturday, 45-3. to We're talking to the offensive guys. They got to take about half of the fourth quarter off. How about you guys? Did you get to... Watch some of that from the sidelines and cheer on some younger guys. Yeah, I, well, I know I did personally. I mean, I mean, it was it was it was a good experience to you know blow out a team. Um, we almost, <laughs> I mean, we almost shut we almost shut them out, but you know we got a we got a chance to you know what I'm saying see some younger guys get in and make some plays. Uh, Xavier, I know I talked to you guys last week. Shutting out opponents in the second half, two straight games, you said, all right, well, let's do it in the first half. Yeah. So mission accomplished. Uh, you guys were able to shut them out for three quarters, keep them out of the end zone the entire game. How much of the focus was, hey, we've been playing great in the second half. Let's do it right from the start. I mean, that's what we talked about like as like players, like away from the coaches, like, okay, like we know we've been doing good in the second half. Let's translate that to the first half and like see how elite we can really be as a defense. So that was something that we took pride about like during that game when we really like put emphasis on that, like trying to be dominant the first half and try to keep that same edge throughout the whole game. And for the most part, it worked out like we were all having fun. Like when you have games like that, like everyone's having fun, like everyone's making plays. And it was just fun to see that. And then yeah, that's basically it. Like we just put emphasis, like emphasis on the first quarter, second quarter, and then come out and try to finish strong. We didn't get the goose egg, <laughs> but you know, three points compared to you know a touchdown or any kind of points whatsoever, I'll take that any day. Rajay said earlier, you know, it's a good sign when you give up three and the defense comes off the field mad about it. Like yeah. you don't give up three points all game, but you guys wanted that shutout, right, Bruce? Yeah, we most definitely did. You know, we've been talking about that all week, like Xavier said. You know, we we wanted to put that goose egg up there, but you know, it didn't happen. So you know, on to the next week. Temple was 3 of 16 on third downs. I wanted to look it up because you guys have been playing so great third downs this year. East Carolina, sixth in the nation in third down defense right now, allowing under 30%. We've talked about it in the past, but, man, you guys make it a priority to get off the field. And uh, you did it once again on Saturday. And when you hear sixth in the nation, Xavier, it's not bad at all, is it? I mean, no, it's not bad at all. But then again... I'm not surprised at all because I know the guys and the like, the team on the defense, how hard they worked, and just to like see all that hard work paying off, you know, it's really rewarding. And like, I know it feels good as like players to see that, but like, nobody outside of our locker room and like the coaching staff thought this stuff was possible, but like, but we did, and like, we put the work in to do this, and like, it's finally showing up on paper. So, like, I'm not surprised. I'm like proud to say like the most like I'm proud of the guys and like I'm proud of the defense like I'm proud of how we come out and work every day like I'm proud of how we play for each other like the energy and passion like the, like the genuine love we have for each other so like I feel like that's a clear representation of all the hard work we put in and you know the blood sweat and tears and Xavier I saw you tweet something uh, after the game about culture and like that's uh that's kind of a big picture look at it that you're doing things right now to change the the losing ways to the winning ways that 
could you know see the fruits of your labor after you're gone from east carolina you know what i mean so you're part of that change right now you can feel it as it's happening right yeah i've been saying it like since the earlier interviews like this year yeah um like i don't know what it is but like it just feels different and like we're like five or six total plays from being eight and one right now rather than five and four you know you can't go back and change that but like like everyone sees it and like just like things like that like we see the changes like of course it's not going to be perfect we still got corrections and stuff to make but like just to see that jump like two three years ago when I was a freshman like I wouldn't be having this conversation like we weren't in this position like potentially go bowling like if we go back and make those few plays and like we still have like we can still play in the conference championship. Like if things work out, we you know we can still play like that. And like two, three years ago, those weren't ideas in my head. But like right. now, those are like realities and like realistic outcomes. So like it's just great to see that and like just see like the vibes in the locker room compared to like when I was a freshman. Like how everyone's like a brotherhood. There's no selfishness. Like everyone genuinely cares about one another. Like we're all like brothers. Like we're not just saying that. Like we truly mean it when I say like everyone on the team is my brother. Like I got their back. Bruce, one day we'll do a career retrospective of you at East Carolina. We're not ready for that yet because you still got work to do. But yeah. what does it mean to you, all the work you've put in, the, the years you've been here, all the practices, all that, and and some bad times too? What does it mean for you to be one win away from a bowl game? Um, it means a lot because, you know, that's what we all come to college you know, to do is to win, and you know we got an opportunity to you know get another win and play in a bowl game. So like that's something I've always dreamed of, and like my like my like my teammates like they, we all dream of that, and you know we we have an opportunity to make that come true. Talking to Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, Bruce's appearance inside the Players Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World, your your home for an awesome selection of late model cars and trucks, plus a full service department. And if you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they got you covered there too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Bruce, you've uh, had uh, your vehicle service there, so you know what it's all about. They do a great job over there. Yeah, I sure do. Tim's a Tim's a great guy, and their service is real good. So, you know, go visit Greenville Auto World. Love uh, seeing you guys celebrate after a win on Saturdays. We only get a small glimpse into the locker room, but it's, uh, you know, HV3's leading the cheers a couple games ago. <laughs> Aaron Jarman got to lead it this week, the former former Temple Owl. Uh, it's great to see all the hard work pay off. And you kind of you get a glimpse of that brotherhood you talk about, Xavier, when we see you guys celebrating with one another after a game. Yeah, you just, like, the way we act like that is, like, <laughs> the way we act, like, like, all the time. Like, it don't change, like, like, we'll act like that after practice. Like, and to be honest, that last game, I don't think it was, like, the full. If you did see a glimpse, you really didn't see anything because we didn't even have our, like, dance circle anything. I was trying to get the dance circle going and, like, get the coaches in the middle. But, you know, they tried to run and scare you off. And we had a lot of recruits there. So, which I feel like we still should have did it. It make more of a point to do Damn. it. But, like, no one would go to turn the music on because there were so many people there we couldn't get through. But... <laughs> It's usually way better than that. I'm kind of disappointed. All right. We didn't have the dance circle that week, but. Much better celebration still to come this year. Yeah, for so sure. Something to look forward to. Uh, Pirate Hoops, Pirate Basketball begins on Tuesday night. I brought this up with Tyler, DJ, and Rajay a moment ago. I asked who's the best basketball player. First, I said in the room, and Rajay and DJ had a bit of an argument. But then we talked about on the team. And DJ still says one-on-one he could beat anybody. Bruce, you're giving me a funny look over there, but 
What you think? I've never seen him play basketball. So. <laughs> <laughs> News to you. I hope so. Uh, how about you? You guys play basketball in uh, high school? I mean, uh, I, play, I played in uh, middle school. <laughs> <laughs> you hung up the uh, sneakers after middle school? Nah, yeah. You see, I like to end on a positive note. We won. I'm pretty sure we won every year, like the whatever the championship was yeah. for middle school. We won that every year. You know, I played center you know about 30 rebounds a game about 45 points okay. about 25 assists all right i call that a tuesday you know but <laughs> for bruce you know it's probably way less than that so i decided to hang it up early early so that was me <laughs> all right i'm gonna see if i can find that in the middle school record books in virginia how about was, you bruce did you play any basketball yeah, i played up to my junior year in high school you know, I had to. I hung it up my senior year. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, they said they said a few names. Jaquan. They said could play ball. Boo. So who is the best player you think, Xavier? Have you seen anybody? I mean, if I do come out of an early retirement, <laughs> I would take the throne. But I like to let them have their fun. Okay. So All right. Right now, I'll probably say like, I think Jaira up there. I think they didn't just, mention him. Yeah. Just size up there. Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy Lewis. Swear oh, yeah. he's good. Never seen him play. So. Until he proves me otherwise, Germ's a bottom contester. He's not that good to me. He wants to 1v1 me. Sounds like a but, good off-season tournament yeah. for you guys. Yeah, for sure. Stay so healthy. Whenever Germ ready to get embarrassed, I'll embarrass him and then go back into retirement. But right now, I'll give it to Polly Jai or Josiah. ECU football basketball tournament at the rec center. Sounds like a great idea. All right. Uh, have you dove into Memphis at all yet? Memphis... Man, they're, they're tough to figure out. They lost to that Temple team you just played, but they beat SMU. They beat Mississippi State. So, obviously, they're a good football team. Have you taken a look at them yet? Yeah, for sure. They're definitely talented all across the board. You know, we're probably going to play one of the better, like, if not the best offense in this league. You know, their record doesn't reflect how they are as a team. You know, I don't know what issues they have, but, like, we have to come with our A game just like every other week. But especially, like, like the weapons they have on offense like we haven't seen that like as much or like that many weapons across the board so we just had to really dial in this week and lock in and focus and do our job speaking of weapons on offense uh ryan jones for east carolina having a big one six catches over 100 yards two touchdowns uh how about have you guys been locked up on him in practice as a linebacker you ever gone one-on-one with ron i mean bruce can answer it <laughs> I mean, no, not no, not really. I mean, we go against them probably like in some of our individual work, like seven on seven and stuff like that. But you know, we we all go. I strap him. Okay. <laughs> we all we we go after it every day. You know, when we do get a chance. So I mean, he he's you know he worked he worked real hard for that. You know that outcome. So, yeah, he definitely be grinding. He definitely one of the better wideouts. Like I think he play wideout if he wanted. To. He's definitely one heck of an athlete on the team. You know. He comes to work every day. You know, things didn't work out. You know, he'll always see what he can do to make things better. And, like, he's just, like, a determined guy. And, like, at some point when you work that hard, it's going to show up. And last week it showed up for him. So sure. I'm really proud of him. Sure. How much uh, how much one-on-one, good-on-good are you guys doing at practice this at this part in the year? Do you still do that at weekly? Yeah, we'll do a couple periods throughout yeah. the day just to keep, like, the fast pace and, like, game speed sharp. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith both, credit, both credited with five tackles on Saturday in the win over Temple. Do y'all see those stats and you're like, man, I had like eight tackles. Like, do you ever look at it like... I see them stats and say, I had two TFLs. But... <laughs> uh, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
I don't uh, really pay much mind. It's not yeah. really that important. Uh, the win is 45-3 to three over the Temple Owls on Saturday. Great win uh, for you guys. And now you have an 11 a.m. local time start time on Saturday. So I've been talking about that with the guys. I guess you got a breakfast plan for like 7 o'clock. So you got to get up early ready to go. Is that a challenge or you, you like that? Um, I'm not really a morning person. But then again, I do what I got to do to get what I need to get done. Yeah. So like whatever they say. It's not like I can be like, no, I'm not doing it. So just do what I'm told and go out there and play. Do the best we can do to prepare and mentally and physically and then go out there and play. Bruce, uh, sometimes you got to get up early to get fish, right? To catch fish. So you are, are you an early morning guy? Uh, like when I want to go fishing, that's a different story. But when I have to, you know, wake up early. No, not really. I'm kind of the same boat with, yeah. with Xavier. But, you know, the game got to get played. So, I mean, we're going to get up and get it rolling, man. Three games left to go in the regular season. Pirates one win away from that sixth win that would make them bowl eligible. And uh, guys, keep up the great work. Defense playing lights out right now. And uh, let's try to get another one on Saturday against Memphis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, there's my chat with Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith inside the Players' Lounge, Bruce's appearance. Inside the Players' Lounge is brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your home for an awesome selection of late model cars and trucks, plus a full service department. If you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they got you covered there too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Thank you to Greenville Auto World and Tim Sutton for their support of Bruce Bibbins and the Players' Lounge right here on pirate radio we'll go back inside the players lounge at five o'clock troy d will be alongside when we talk to holt nailers and also uh planning to hook up with cj johnson who had that tremendous catch in hour number three as well we'll also open up the booty bag here on a monday and make you a winner we'll take a timeout. come back when we return we'll have some time to talk uh, about a crazy nfl sunday and uh chandler we need to talk about the panthers it was not a good Sunday, and the news today is not good as well regarding some offensive linemen for Carolina. You already look defeated. Put on a brave face. <laughs> yeah, um, Matt Paratus, Paratus, however you want to say it, uh, is out the rest of the season with a torn ACL. And there's another lineman on that list. Cam Irving? Yes. Injured reserve. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like three-game injured reserve or rest of the season injured reserve? We'll let you know after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live, Victory Monday, Players Lounge Day here on the program. 
and still to come hold nailers will join us at around five o'clock and also in hour number three planning to hook up with cj johnson as we continue to talk about east carolina's victory over temple on saturday more on that in a moment we'll wrap up the hour talk a little nfl here and uh we got the bears on pirate radio tonight troy d as uh, they'll be taking on the pittsburgh steelers yeah and i uh, with this upset weekend i like our chances all of a sudden i'm on the bears plus seven. Oh wow only because of what's ha- i took the, the the trends are going for the underdogs right now the titans plus seven last yeah. night worked out pretty well how so many people think got destroyed in their uh survivor pool i was thinking about that, that. so you the had titans the, the titans i mean no i'm, I'm talking about the uh jaguars over you the had Bills. the titans beating the rams you had the jaguars losing nine to six or excuse me the jaguars winning against the bills nine to six i bet you that took out half the country a ton of people probably had dallas they were 10 point favorites they lost outright to the uh broncos yesterday so it was a uh, a weird day when it came to the scores and why not finish it off that way with a bears victory tonight in pittsburgh it'd be awesome let's do I, it we'd, hey love to see it <clears throat> i don't i don't know i think the bears have really been struggling so oh, you, that's it. not a thing that is a they have been struggling it's so bad that even i hear the the manning brothers are taking it the night off they're You're not like, doing we're not the watching this crap. yeah no they, they get a, a couple buys during the week where they can take a week off they've chosen to take this one off uh bad news on the field and off the field for the carolina panthers uh chandler there's no shame in losing the Patriots. I think they're a good team. I think they might make a run here I agree. and go to the yeah. playoffs. Uh, but your quarterback looked really bad in yeah. doing so. We are uh, finding out the hard way who Sam Darnold really is, and it's exactly who he was in New York. And uh, you know the cliche is that it all starts up front, and that's true. And the Panthers' offensive line is just absolutely horrid. Uh, what was the stat that you stat to consider? Oh yeah, he ran across. So the Panthers have allowed the second most quarterback hurries, quarterback uh, pressures. He's on the run a lot this year in football, and it was in the one eighties. And Shirley's Dolphins take the cake as they have allowed over two hundred and thirty quarterback Congratulations. pressures this Woo-hoo! year. That is an insane stat. But the Panthers second worst in the NFL, allowing Heat to get on their quarterback. And it's only getting worse, Chandler, because mm-hmm. the team today placed Matt Paredes mm-hmm. uh, on injured reserve. He tore his ACL. Cameron Irving has been placed on injured reserve. He suffered a calf injury. Mm. So this is from the team. I don't know if it's a year, but your bad offensive line is about to get even worse. Yeah, now that explains why I heard Chandler all day Sunday going, darn, Arnold. Yikes. Whoa. Wow. That's, Whoa. That's, that's, Darn. That guy, pal. Trust me. Hard you're not bull. that guy. That's good stuff, Troy D. <laughs> yeah. Is that on the fly? That was on the fly. Nice. Right. This is this is making it this is this is building it while we're moving. Was that yeah. supposed to be this fun? Is a, this is a construction build right here. Yeah. Well, you would have been hearing me uh, if you were at Darnold. Tie, if, you were, if you were say, at tiebreakers. You on said Sunday. you made a scene on Sunday. I made an ass of myself. Uh, ass. No, I did. For real. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're getting a little too emotional with this uh, Panther team. Oh, it's done now. Yeah. Yesterday was it. Keep pouting. <laughs> now, that's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> when Sam Dartle made that just awful throw and the pick six, and that was huge in that game because the Panthers were down eight, 14 to six, and this was in the third quarter. It was a great drive. 
We were deep in their uh, in Patriots territory. And then Sam Darnold just completely overthrows Ian Thomas, and the guy takes it to the house. And uh, that's basically that was basically the game. Did you see uh, Belichick's outfit yesterday? Uh, you know, interesting visor look by Belichick. First of all, I didn't see that. I just he, saw. I his, thought he had a visor on, and he didn't have his normal cutaway. He had like se- he walked into he, the state stadium with seven layers of different sweatpants material. Like had a sweatshirt, <laughs> under sweatshirt sweatpants pulled up then there was like a golf shirt i think there in there somewhere i like, mean it, it was, was a, out it was I didn't even but wow. it wasn't the normal you know sweats that are cut off like it looks like he's going to the gym to go boxing or something yeah it was a very different look but i swear the the visor threw me off i didn't see the visor yeah, we gotta pull up a picture of that i swear that's what like the first thing i noticed was like this vi- I, I just don't remember seeing him wear visors very much so there's the look going into the yeah, well, stadium yeah that was a weird look <laughs> Let me, let me see. Looks like a schlub. <laughs> He's like, got... almost like a homeless person in downtown Charlotte. It almost looks like he has a uh, what do you call that? Is a cutoff? A, yeah, like a cutoff shirt, like a That's belly disgusting. shirt. It kind of looks yeah. like a belly sweatshirt. A Hooters waitress. Yeah. That looks like tacky day at school. Yeah, but, it does. But he's got under that a hoodie with a pouch, so he's got like multiple hoodies on, and then the navy sweatpants pulled up. And he's got a Carrie Kittles thing going where he has one sock pulled all the way up yeah. and one sock kind of down. It is a but look But that's not what half. he wore on the sideline. It's on the Carolina. This is his business yeah, attire. That, that was like going into the uh, stadium look. <laughs> the know? NBA would fine him millions <laughs> for his wardrobe. My goodness, that's terrible. <laughs> that's who you lost to yesterday. <laughs> I mean, he is a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. yeah that you got to admire him not caring, like giving zero you-know-whats about his fashion sense oh there it is yeah it was the the blue visor wow he almost looks uh like and that's what i said then he's got a golf shirt on for the sideline well that's a kind of zip that's is like there a zip oh yeah. i thought it was a golf shirt. oh it is it's it like is a, a, it is almost a three-quarter zip it does look from a distance it looked like a golf shirt ah that bill belichick he'll uh I wonder it. how he decides what I'm going to wear. Like, if he just, you know, sometimes you get home, you're in a rush, the clothes kind of pile up on the floor, you know, on a chair, maybe on a bench. You know, I wonder if he's just got like this big pile of stuff he hasn't washed yet, and then he just pulls something from the pile, like before he leaves yeah, the I house. I wonder, like, that's kind of how I picture it. Like, I would hate to be the maid in the hotel that they stay at. It's probably a, like a disaster in his hotel room. <laughs> it's just a pile of hoodies that are cut off. It's like scissors, the <laughs> remainder <laughs> of hoodies that have been cut off into a pile. Oh, man. Well, I wonder if his, uh, does he have a girlfriend or a wife at this point? I think he has a wife. He's married. Right? Yeah. He's married. Yeah, um, I hear I'll, in real life he's a he's a very likable guy, and somewhat funny. Yeah, I wonder if his wife picks out his clothes like Wes's wife does his, because we learned on Saturday it was in the man section. That's why my wife lays out my clothes now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've listen. I lived that moment in radio. I've heard that bit about fifty times now. Ellerby pulled it up in his house, and we watched. We let our kids watch it on YouTube on his big screen. So we we listened to it again after you guys were talking about oh it. Oh my god! So this is like fifty one times. It is still. I still literally laugh out loud listening to that segment of broadcast history that we had. I don't never. It get was old. fantastic. If you don't know what we're talking about, and go to YouTube. Search Wes Hines woman's shirt on Pirate Radio. And the famous it's, Bailey laugh. The laugh heard around the world. I mean, he. I've never heard anyone laugh louder than that. Oh my god! I think he tore, <laughs> uh, tore, ripped a muscle, an abdomen muscle, laughing that hard. It was. Uh, it was. It was one for the ages. And then you see the like. There's pictures of us. If you walk, 
If you look at the YouTube. You see, like Bailey was like, this is how old it was. Like, I've got a full head of hair. Bailey's fat. Now I'm bald. He's skinny. I mean, it's great. Weaver looks like he's 12. Yeah. it's The only guy that looks the same is Midor. Yeah. And Wes. Midor and Wes look the exact same. Well, Wes had a lot more hair back then, too. Yeah, he did. He actually yeah. had a hairstyle, kind of. It was but, great. It was great having Wes. All right, so uh, you texted in and said you have I, I, the no, shirt. I remember saying we're going to keep the shirt. Yeah. I remember we put it in a box. I remember cleaning up the Pirate Radio studio. You know, Ellerby likes everything, you know, put away, cleaned up. And I remember we were going through stuff at Pirate Radio like a year ago, and we found the shirt. And I was like, oh, man, we got it. This this is the shirt. But I can't remember. I was like, don't let anything happen to this shirt. And we should, honestly, now that I think about it, it needs to be in a frame on the hallway with yeah. the picture. It it honestly needs to be literally in the Hall of Fame here. Yeah. But I'm not, I know we have the shirt. I just don't know exactly where it is. But I know we said, Wes, we're, gonna, we're not going to confiscate the shirt. We're going to ask you to donate it to the Pirate Radio Archives, which he did. And we still have it somewhere. Like he was going to keep that shirt. I, but I have to find it so we can get it framed. Yeah. Oh, we need and it. I'm not 100% please. sure We need it, it beside Tony Collins and Terrence Copper and uh, Ernest Bonner. Yeah. Wes Hines. Because I remember not too long ago, Amolus was in here, I think, when we found it. I swear he like tried it on again. I thought we all put it on again. I think it was like a year or so ago when we were cleaning up. I've got to find this thing, though, man. It really made me think, man, that, that deserves... That's one of the greatest moments in Pirate Radio history. We need to have that shirt on display every day. Definitely. Well, they put jerseys in, you know, in Canton. Yeah. This <laughs> that uh, that women's shirt is going into. Uh, it's incredible. I did hear you say. In his defense, it is a masculine colored women's shirt. <laughs> it <laughs> was in the men's it's, it's, it's a Dallas Cowboys colored uh, women's shirt. He threw in a new wrinkle that he's colorblind, which again what, has, has nothing to do. And I was yelling at my radio as you were saying that, going, what does that have to do with the flowers? And finally you said, Wes, who cares what color the flowers are? If they're black, they're still flowers. Yeah, so I've never yeah. heard that excuse. I'm colorblind. Are you co- are you flower blind? I don't know. I, no, I am colorblind. <laughs> I am. I, I, I am. <laughs> I am. And it was in the man section. Well, who said? Someone said, "Well, if women's pumps were in the man section, would you wear those too?" Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. gonna wear a gar belt because it was in the man section. He's still like blaming the Salvation Army yeah. for it after all these years. You know, we still have to rerun the uh, the time Saturday. Where he came back with the yeah. classical music, yeah. we never did that earlier in the show. Hour three, oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah, I need to. We can remind try me that. that in the commercial break. I'll pull yeah. it up. All right. Oh man, let's take a break. We will come back when we return. Uh, back inside the players' lounge, you hear what Holt Naylor's had to say. Yes, uh, earlier today. And I'm still in a good mood because it's still light out, but not for much longer, Clip Brock. Are we going to do this? No, I do have an uh, I have a time update for you. I have a question for you that I'm going to ask you on the air that I want a legit answer for. All right. A very simple question. I've got a simple question for you guys concerning what happened Saturday night into Sunday morning and something that happened to me, and I want you guys to see if you can answer it. Okay. It's not it's not a riddle. It's not an SAT question, but it is something that happened to me that I need clarification on. All right. Also, Shirley, welcome back. Thank you. I've been thinking of you. <laughs> also, breaking news. He did text me and said, I was thinking of you. I said, I'm like, what it's worth. yeah, sure, thanks. I said, how are you feeling? For what it's worth, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For what it's worth, did I put those thoughts into action, Clip Rock? I don't know. Could there be breaking news on this development? 
What development? What the hell are you talking about? Me thinking about Shirley and acting on those thoughts. Executing the plan? Executing the thoughts? Perhaps some breaking news when we come back. Oh, my God. Could there be a special delivery in store? Don't go anywhere. Big news when we return. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Barack. Back with you. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. We'll make you have a victory coming up later this hour. And open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. Also, Holt Naylor's coming up in a moment. CJ Johnson as well as Troy D. The Pirates coming off their first blowout victory of 2021, 45-3 over the Temple Owls. Man, I got to give him credit. Uh, talk with you Friday. I, did not, I thought ECU would win. Uh, I was at the time worried whether they would cover or not, I think, when we were talking about Friday. I was a little concerned about that. Uh, I said, I just didn't know if this team was capable of blowing anybody out, Clip. I hadn't seen it yet. And uh, give them a lot of credit. Boy, did they ever. And it was great to see. I forgot what that felt like as a yeah. Pirate fan, quite honestly. To have Holt Nailers in uh, a headset in the fourth quarter. It, it was Washington. awesome. And, and it really could have been a total, complete shutout. And, you know, what what a dominating performance by East Carolina. And But I'll say this, man. Uh, kind of like I, I said, I've said this earlier in the year. You know, I, I, Sunday I had friends calling me and contacting me. You know, which bowl do you think we're going to? Which, uh, you know, let's make our plans now. This I'm like, first of all, Here's my thing. Calm down, everybody. Take a deep breath. Now, I'm going to say the same thing I said when we were we, we, we had a tough loss. I said the same thing. There's a lot of football yet to be played. Let's, let's take it one game at a time and evaluate it at the end of the season. Clip, I think this team is good enough to run the table and finish 8-4, and four, quite honestly. It could happen. Uh, this team is definitely good enough to get to six wins. But if they don't show up, they're also capable of going five and seven. And that's the reality. They could win the next three games or they could lose the next three games. Now, I was, look, I, I want us to be at a bowl, but I think, we, you know, let's just slow down, calm down, and let's just get one more win, first of all, before we freak out and talk about, man, ECU's. Th- th- now, look, I think. East Carolina is moving in the right direction, just like I said before with the program. These are te- the teams we've played this year, three, four years ago, we'd be getting killed by. So the fact that we are either competitive in every single game or winning these games is a huge sign to me this program is moving in the right direction. And we may look back at this year and go, this is the year Mike Houston turned things around. But let's see how these last three games play out, Clip, before right. we make our bowl plans. Am I calm enough for you? Yeah, thank you for being calm. I feel like... And you know me, usually I'm the one that's going nuts. Yeah. 
because we're one win away. We haven't been to a bowl game in like six years. No one on this team has ever been to a bowl game that's a player right now. Mm-hmm. And I can feel it. I feel the excitement's building, but I got to tap the brakes a little bit and let's get there first. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let's just, you know, let's just make it happen first before we make our plans. All right. Especially since we don't even know where we're making our plans to. All right. I'm with you. All right. No, now the pirate. I'm just na- trying to be. Re- you know, the pirate me. nation is now calm. Reasonable Troy D, D is what I'm trying to be. Reasonable D. Yes, <laughs> I want to be even keel. Okay. I don't. I didn't get too down when we lost, and I'm not getting too high now that we're winning. Yeah, I want to keep it reasonable. Sure. I've, I feel I've been consistent this year. Yeah. More yeah. than any other season, I feel like I've been fair and consistent. It's yeah. How how's it feel? I've been doing it. My, Feels for, very weird since I've been here. <laughs> I like being emotional. I know. <laughs> ride it up and ride it down. <laughs> Season's just, over, going undefeated. Yeah, I know. That's how I normally am, right? Yeah. That's not. I, I'm not doing that this year. Keeping it even keel, man. All right. Uh, Richard says that's the Troy I know who had an extra hour of sleep. All right, great Maybe point. that's helping you out. Great point, Richard. Let me bring this up. Here's a question for you guys. Here's a real-life situation. This happened to me Saturday night. All right. I went to bed at midnight. I woke up in the morning. There was no alarm. I just woke up naturally. I went to the kitchen to get a drink after uh, some water or orange juice or whatever. And my clock on the microwave doesn't change automatically. It said 8 a.m., I looked at my phone. It said 7 a.m. How long did I sleep? I woke up at the same time. I looked at my clock on my phone and the clock on the microwave. Eight hours. One said 8 a.m., one said 7 a.m. You slept eight hours. Correct, Clip. What's I your slept point? eight hours. But the correct time at that point was seven. What is your point? A lot of people would want to argue that I only slept seven hours. Who are the all these people? These people that we were talking Who talk- do you hang out with? <laughs> the dumbest people on earth? Which So I did not really lose an hour. I slept eight hours. I didn't sleep seven hours. So thank you for proving my point from Friday. The defense rests. Well, why are you here right now? If it was a mythical hour, you would have been here I, an I, hour ago. I, well, that's why I was here early, actually. I felt like I should have been on at like four o'clock, which is really five o'clock oh my god I know. You, you just keep hanging out with the people you hang out with y'all are perfect for each other but that's what this whole rolling black back thing you really don't lose anything you live your life how much you live your life the time is just fake we make up the time that's a man-made fake creation there we have to abide by it, do I, we not i know but i'm just saying, i have you know, to do this damn people. show at three o'clock or are you saying i don't i know because saying, it's my world my what time. i'm saying is the people that this you lose an hour you gain an hour this or that you don't really lose or gain anything it's all made up is what i'm saying if it's well let's just go do what we want to do it's all made up why am i here well now we're getting into a different discussion which is what? I'm here from three to six. <laughs> right. I'm talking about when the clocks roll back. You you fall back. You lose an hour. But did I really lose an hour if I sleep eight hours you anyway? You got an extra hour, Troy. You, you're not... You got I mean, an I'm extra. sorry. I got a, did I really get an extra hour? Yes. I slept to eight o'clock, but the clock said seven. The sleep, who cares? You woke up and had an extra hour. <laughs> then in the spring, do I really lose an hour if I sleep the same amount of time? The sleep has nothing to do with it. That's what happens overnight when you sleep. No wonder the people you talk to are idiots. They're learning from you. In the springtime, when the clock spring forward, do I lose an hour? Yes! No. 
I sleep the same amount of time. It's not about the sleep. It's about an hour in a day. <laughs> I'm just not buying it. I, I don't I, care if you buy it. All, what are you doing your own research, Aaron Rodgers? And now it's getting dark outside already. And I'm, this, my point is, let's do away with it. So we don't even have to have this discussion. All right. I, and that's then it's, totally different. I, I, yeah. Well, why is it getting dark now? I know. Because they monkey, they do this stupid thing with the clocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, know, I can't they stand it. They change the clocks right. an hour. It's awful. All right. All right. I just wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> it was a really easy question. <laughs> so now I got to figure Do you know how to change my clock on the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to change Maybe it? Maybe I should just keep it. Until I know. Spring. It's yeah. all fake anyway. I know. You're right. I'm just going to leave it. Times don't matter. Good point. Yeah, my microwave uh, clock was not set back like it was supposed to, and I got ready to go to tiebreakers and watch football two hours before I was supposed to go. So uh, you should have stayed home the way the Panthers played. So, well, uh, while we're talking uh, about me geez. being frustrated, you want to hear the West clip real quick from the Bud Light pregame? Oh yeah, I got, Shirley's got it yes, ready. Is this the one yeah. where we played the wrong bumper or well, something? Well, no. You know what? I didn't. It was in the pregame folder. <laughs> I try to do my job and right. let other people do theirs. Right, so this has to do with a uh, what we might have thought was a mistake with the music coming back in, correct? Wes played a song, right. a bumper music. I thought right. he could handle the task. Surely take it away. This is a football show. We're getting it's, people ready for a football game. Yeah. All right, so it's about three minutes long, but here we go. This is not edited. This is from Saturday Showtime. listening to the Bud Light pregame tailgate powered by Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. You're listening to the Bud Light pregame tailgate now powered by Bud Pirate Light, Radio the official beer of the ECU <laughs> Shirley Rose and proudly distributed. Welcome back into the show. And uh, instead of Shirley Rhodes, I am Chandler Honeycutt with a scoreboard update. What the hell's going on? I'm just playing what's in the, what's in the cart. What is happening? I'm just playing what's in the, what, what was in the folder. Sorry, Chandler. Go ahead. No, nah, you're good. Uh, Georgia up nine to three as they start the second quarter there in Athens over Missouri. Nebraska and Ohio State still knotted up at zero apiece. North Carolina 14, Wake Forest 10 with two minutes left to go in the first quarter. Wake Forest has the ball and is driving. Liberty finds themselves down 17 to nothing against Ole Miss. 313 to go in the second quarter there. Illinois up 14 to nothing against number 20, Minnesota. Uh, 11-14 to go in the second quarter. And then Pittsburgh down 7-12 against Duke. That quarter has just now ended. And that has been a look at the Buccaneer scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season has food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Here's your host, Clip Brook. All right. Uh, rocking a little classical music. That'll get the football fans fired up for game day. That won't play, that won't play again. It, it won't? Oh, okay. Come I, on. I can't wait to see what's next, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to have to huddle up during the next break and, uh, and get things right for the second half of the show. We're, we're going into the locker room a little rusty here. So we, what we is 
what we did was we fumbled at the goal line yeah. and went down 14 to 6 going into the half. It's <laughs> exactly what we just had what happened right there. The classical music uh was one thing. Uh, any any thoughts on what transpired right after that with eight different sounds played at once? <laughs> I got so frustrated. <laughs> looking at you i mean looking at me yeah i mean i'm looking at you i played the music yes but it come out of the folder that said pregame tailgate done music and i'm like okay i'm i guess this is what we're supposed to play all right well uh we'll try to rectify that situation moving forward yeah uh let's uh continue well, you know. <laughs> got a little classical music going on Oh Wes just trying to class the joint up. You got to admire that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so it's, frustrated. The, 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 the audio itself is funny, but if you go back to the YouTube video, the look on Clip's face is absolutely just hysterical. I apologize for my audible sighs and grunts and noises. <laughs> yeah, I heard, too. yeah, I was wondering where that was coming. I thought it was Wes. That was you. I was, was really frustrated. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I, I apologize. Surely this is what happened when we had the backup quarterback in. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, well... We, we needed the starter. We needed... Well, you know, I was in that whole concussion protocol because yeah. I wanted to get back in the game, I and know. I was told to stay on the sideline. I know. Welcome back. You're back now. Troy took Shirley's helmet away. Yeah. yeah. Troy took my helmet away, and I wasn't but allowed. I will say this. I was, you know, I felt bad that you had to miss it. You, you, you were the Cal Ripken of the pregame shows. You've never missed one. That yeah, was, the, it was first, the first one first in 18 one you had years. To um, we're glad to have you back. Yes. As you know, you, it wasn't that long ago you had a birthday, right? <laughs> oh, what was God. your birthday? October 13th. October 13th. So it's yes. not, look, it hadn't even been a month yet. Not that long ago. <laughs> oh, it's only been a month. It hasn't been a full month yet. Okay. Anyway, I told you I was thinking about you anyway. So I wanted, I wanted this was a big day. You're back. You were gone all week last week. Yeah. Chandler, if you could come here, I have something that I got for Shirley. Oh, God. That I would like you to give to her to open live on the air. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> now, rapping is not my expertise yes i do so know not, that it's not super fancy but if you could give it to her like that and let her read in the card 18 first. years he usually goes over to ube and has them wrap the <laughs> yeah, presents sh- don't give away my secret surely <laughs> all right so this is uh this is some little something special for you because okay. I, not only was i thinking about you I actually went and got you something that oh i thought lord well, just a little something a small okay, token first, of my appreciation first of all this is the great job that troy did <laughs> All right, so do I need to read the card yeah, first? Yeah, read the card first. Okay, yeah. all right. And then, we'll, and then we'll, we'll move on to Holt Nailers. Okay. Jeez. All right. <laughs> you could have done this all three. You know, I don't know. I, I want people to see. I, you want people to what? I want people gift. to see I got Shirley something. Yeah, I, know that's uh, what, I know you want to people to see you yeah. got her something. Right. But you could have done <laughs> it off the air. Wait, no. I, don't, I don't know how I want to take this simply because it's a pig riding a bike. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Read the card. It says, oh no, this birthday card's late. <laughs> Sawi, hope you celebrated pig time. Oh my God. Wow. And then it says, in quotation marks, thinking of you, <laughs> love Troy Day. Jesus. <laughs> and okay. I got you a little snack that I know you yes. love because I steal these from you all the time. Yes, and, and I have been I waiting have you... for you to replace mine. Now I've got your own week's My worth pretzels. of Snyder's pretzels. Wow. He got it for so. himself because he's going to come in no, here no, and take no, them no, anyway. No, no. Don't let me have them. That's for you. I've eaten yeah. enough that you've earned those. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate right, that. Welcome but yes, back to the team. Shirley, I got my pretzels back. My birthday is November 1st, the day after Halloween. 
Troy got me some M&M's. He got you those. He's just giving out old Halloween candy <laughs> yes. that he's getting rid of. Like uh, pretzel, stuff he couldn't give away. This is not candy clip. So, and the candy I gave you yeah, was, not, but, it was way yeah. too nice to be given away for Halloween candy. Way too nice? Yeah, that was a big box you got. <laughs> a bit, it, was, it wasn't like the, the little miniature size that you hand out for Halloween M&M's. So this proves Troy D's a great guy. Like I wouldn't know who it was from, but he did put too surely from Troy D. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Thank Shit. you. In all case, right. in case something, I've actually been sitting on that for a week because I didn't know you were going to be gone all week. I was supposed to give it to you last Monday, and um, I, I, I had it labeled like that in, in the event something happened to me and you found it in my office. <laughs> you knew that it was going to be for you. Last okay. Week. You all were going right, to give it to her last Monday, or the, no? Whatever. I was going to give it to the, her last week. The day Friday. after Halloween. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Halloween. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Just. <laughs> a little suspicious. Uh, don't throw away that wrapping paper. I'm going to use it for Christmas. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right. Uh, Chad had to come to Facebook Live just to see this. Welcome, Troy. Chad. This is something you. you need to see and yeah. not listen to on the radio. So that was good stuff. Uh, ratings bonanza. All right. Uh, you want to get to hold names? Yes, let's do it. The starting quarterback one. of the Pirates uh, who had three touchdowns on Saturday. Talked to him earlier today inside the Players' Lounge. Let's hear it. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and go back inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. The quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Ayler, is joining us. Holden, how you doing today, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. 45-3. to three. This is the first time, Holden, uh, this year you've been able to kind of hang out on the sidelines with a headset late in the game and watch the offense play. That's got to be a different feeling for you. How, how'd that feel after you rolled up all those points on Saturday? Shoot, it felt great, man. You know, I'd, I'd gladly do that any any Saturday in the fall, but, you know, I mean, yeah, we played a great game. You know, it starts with the offensive line, and the defense obviously uh, did what the defense has been doing, and that's just, you know, playing good ball and, and pitching shutouts. So just proud of those guys. Um, it's a team win, and we just went out there and played really well. Holton Troy D here. Congratulations on uh, the big game Saturday. It's been a while, as we said, since uh, we've seen a beatdown like that that uh, ECU has given, and it was great to see. I want to talk a little big picture here with you because this is, you know, ECU's on the verge of, you know, three games left, one win away from being bowl eligible. And, you know, on a big picture thing, oh, six wins, not that big a deal. That is a big deal for this program. It's been down for the past five, six years. There's not a single player on this team that's ever been to a bowl game as a player. Uh, you know, the fans are already talking about it. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but how much of a sense of urgency is this with this team to say, look, we've got to get this win this next game or at least one of these next three to continue the season and get to – a bowl game. What what is the feeling within the team right now? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I was talking to Coach Houston about it earlier, and we don't have a extra sense of urgency or anything like that. I mean, it's just a, our goal each week is to go one and zero. We've had this goal um, to get six wins for a while now. You, really, since I got recruited here, that's what I talked about, and you know what the guys in this class and really the class that I came in with talked about, and then obviously after some of the older guys before. But you know, for us, we just got to take it one week at a time. Um, we know that. We just go play the ball that we're playing and the way that we're playing that we will accomplish our goals and and that's what we just got to do just continue to continue to develop continue to to do what we're doing and the rest will just take care of itself 
Holden Ayler is joining us inside the Players' Lounge here on Pirate Radio Live. Holden saw you got a shout-out from an NFL offensive lineman, your former teammate Deontay Smith. He had another downfield block for you. He said, uh, nice pancake. So you'll still uh, you'll still get out there and block those guys in the secondary and uh, led to a big run uh, for Keaton Mitchell on Saturday. Hey, heck yeah, man. You know, any, anything I can do to help this team win, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, you know, Keaton made a good run in those linemen. Um, block every every play for me and Keaton and Rajay and them guys. So, um, like I said, anything I can do to help the, the team win, that's what I'm going to do. Speaking of which, what do you like doing better, Holton? Do you, do you like, you know, prefer, hey, making that big touchdown pass? Do you like making a touchdown run or hitting the block that leads to a touchdown for a teammate like you did in this game? Uh, if out of those three, how do you rank them? Shoot, I couldn't tell you. As long as the Pirates are scoring touchdowns, then I'm good with it. So. Um, I, I mean, all of them are good. Um, a good run's always always good, and a good a good pass too. But then you know, seeing Keaton break all those and shoot. I mean, if I can get out and block like I did, that's always fun too. So um, I don't know how I'd rank them, but as long as the Pirates are scoring, I'm good with. Hold Naylor's joining us. Holding uh, eight different Pirates called passes against USF. Only five Pirates called passes against Temple. Six of those catches coming from Ryan Jones. A 100-yard day, a two-touchdown day. Shane Calhoun found the end zone on his one catch. So you got the tight ends involved, specifically Ryan Jones. And was that a plan heading into the week? Is that something that you saw open on Saturday uh, when you looked at Temple's defense? Yeah, it's just something that, I mean, this offense, the way that it is, is just, you know, the guys that are in the spots, if they're in the right spot, then, you know, they're going to have their day. And that's just kind of kind of been the story all year. I mean, I haven't looked at, you know, the total year stats or anything, but I would imagine it's pretty pretty even throughout. And that's just kind of the way the offense um, has developed into, you know, you just you just go through your reads. And when you're in the game as a receiver or tight end, then you're going to get the ball. You're going to have your day. And, I mean, those guys have been tremendously, tremendously unselfish and just continue to work hard and just trust in the offense. And that's what we've all done and it's starting to pay off. What are your expectations, Holton, this weekend headed to Memphis? Got a big game on the road. It's a noon kickoff, uh, ESPN Plus for fans. They'll be able to watch it there. Uh, what do you know about this Tiger team this year? Yeah, they're a good football team. I mean, they were, they're going to we're going to have a work cut out for us, but you know, we're a good football team too. I mean, we we strongly believe that we're a couple plays away from only really having one loss and, and being a ranked team and you know fighting for this conference championship. So. Um, just, just trying to get this sixth win is, is going to be hard, but I mean, we just got to continue to develop. You know, we trust this this program and, and where we're headed. And just continue to be us, and we're going to be just fine. That's an 11 a.m. local time start there in Memphis, Holton. So, what time does your day get started on Saturday when you have a, a kickoff that early? Yeah, probably. I think we have pregame meal at 7 a.m. Um, Coach Houston told us he has some mind trick where he told us at the end of practice yesterday since time changed and. Um, we gained an hour, and then we're already – it'll be 12 o'clock here. So he's, he said it's going to be pretty much like a 1, a, 1 p.m. kickoff for us. Um, it, well, I, I can't even remember. <laughs> he tricked your mind, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on the whole lose an hour, gain an hour thing. We had a whole discussion about that last week. But uh, Cliff will be like you, a quarterback for our Bud Light pregame tailgate. You'll also be getting up at 7 a.m. That's right. 8 a.m. start time you here and, on the Bud Light pregame you, tailgate. You and Holton have a lot in common. My brain's fried, so it won't. It doesn't matter what time we start. We're good to go. Heck, yeah. Holden Naylor's joining us. Holden, and speaking of Memphis, and and I don't know how much I know you're a football fan, so you you probably at least maybe get a glance at the scores on Saturday, even when you play. But you know, Memphis knocks off SMU. 
that's the same Memphis team that lost to the Temple team that you guys blew out. So I kind of it kind of just goes to say you got to be consistent every week, right? Because you never know who's going to beat who on any given Saturday. Yeah, for sure. I mean this this conference has talent um, in every team, and I mean Temple's having a rough time right now, and you know with their program and all that, but they have talent. I mean they have guys out there. I mean their quarterback was a five star transfer from from um, Georgia. So, I mean, they got talent all around, and that's what this conference is, is they have talent. You just got to go out there and play your eight game each day or else you will be shocked. So, um, I am proud of the way we played versus Temple, and we got a big one this Saturday. We just got to play our best, and we'll be just fine, like I said. But it should be a good game. And on the flip side, the, the defense really rising up. Uh, man, they've had a great past few weeks and almost had the shutout. Uh, the defense basically had a shutout, I guess, uh, in, in many ways. Uh, the, there wasn't any touchdowns scored. But uh, I know you got to be proud of those guys on that side of the ball, too. I am. I mean, they're, they're playing as good as any defense that I've been a part of and any defense really in our conference in a, in a while, in my opinion. But um, they're just so multiple. Um, it's, it's hard to a game plan for those guys. I mean, going against them in practice every day is even tough because we're game planning for you know Memphis or whoever we're playing that week, and then when we go against them, it's a totally different type of thing because um, it's not not it's not a normal defense at all. I mean, when you're blitzing eighty five percent of the time, I mean that's going to be tough, especially for these young quarterbacks that we face this year. And um, they're just doing a great job. You know, I'm super proud of them. They're, they're hard workers, and they definitely deserve it. Oh, and you guys uh, deserve some success after the, the lean years. And I'll say this, you guys know how to party after a game. We we get a glimpse of the post-game locker room and, and the video shot in there. And when it's uh, HV3 leading the charge, or this week it was Aaron Jarman, the former Temple Owl, leading the charge in the locker room. And you see Mike Houston smiling. I mean, can you put that into words, what those post-game celebrations are like after you work so hard to get those wins? You know you can't. Um, you know winning and winning in college football is a, a tough thing to do. And you know when we do our things, we're going to celebrate it. Um, we're going to enjoy it. But uh, I mean, it's that's that's why you play is for those. You know that fight song after wins in the locker room. And you know our locker room is so tight now. Um, it's probably the tightest locker room I've been a part of. And just the guys just love each other and just want to see everyone succeed. So um, it's been a blessing to be a part of it. You know I'm excited. You know, for these next coming weeks could be really special for us. So I'm just excited uh, for the future of Pirate football and for these next coming weeks. Look, still three games to go, but I think we're witnessing kind of the we, – we talked a lot in the past about the culture change inside that locker room, and I think we're witnessing uh, the effects of that and the positive effects of that and the, and the changing of this program from uh, losing to winning. So keep up the good work. Still a lot of work to do this season. Still many important games left, but uh, we'll look forward to catching up again with you next week. Heck yeah, thanks guys. Go Pirates. All right, great to catch up with Holton Aylers after the win on Saturday. Looking for win number six. It's been uh, Holton's goal and this team's goal for a long time now, Troy D, and uh, one win away from it. Yeah, and you got to give this kid a lot of credit. He has silenced the critics right now and uh you know there were a lot of them earlier this season and i thought some of which was somewhat unfair uh to holton but he is really performing well and the team is really starting to turn the corner i think and hopefully as i said still work to do still uh an opportunity to take this thing to the next level and all they got to do is win one more game and that will be the next level for this program where it's been so uh could they do more than one more game that would be awesome you know that would be uh, icing on the cake right now if they could get more than six wins at this point plus a, a bowl berth but we'll have to wait and see i think uh if they can find a way to go to memphis and win that game on the road clip i really like their chances against navy 
Then you'd be seven and uh, four. You're playing with. Whoa, 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 Troy! Pl- I, I don't, I, you need. Uh, I'm just running this possible scenario. We had a guest on earlier this hour, so you need to relax. We're taking it one at a time. We don't want them to look you ahead. You need to calm down. You need to, we need to calm down. You need to calm Everybody down. Everybody, calm down. If they can win this weekend, I think that sets up a victory over Navy. They're seven and four. You're playing with house money with a great opportunity. Opportunity against Cincinnati. Good bunch. On your home field, on national TV, with nothing to lose at that point. You play loose, you play fun. Cincinnati, I hope, will be undefeated, possibly top two in the country. And I hope they are the ones that are playing tight, concerned, worried. And I think, could ECU literally shock the nation? Yes, they possibly can. Calm down. All right. Wow. I was just running a scenario. Wow. Dude, you are wild. You got to realize. We need a seatbelt for that shit. Yeah, dude. Can somebody strap this guy to like a chair or something? Of course, if we lose Saturday, that could also set up for losing the rest of the games this season too. So I mean, I this, mean, we Troy, or, just, got, or we could win the next two after that, or we could win one and lose one, or you could lose one and win one. I mean, yeah, it, that is the scenario. Yes, <laughs> there, any one of those things could happen. That is true. Anything is possible. All right, uh, Shirley, let's open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. But could you imagine? Oh, could you? Oh, just here for we one go. second. Could you imagine? We hadn't taken a break this hour. A 7-4 and four East Carolina <laughs> pulling the upsets of upsets against Cincinnati. And folks, if that was to happen, this hasn't happened since a young Troy D stormed the field back in 1999 in Carter-Finley Stadium. ECU over Miami. We have not had a field rush goalpost situation this century. It would happen against Cincinnati. Could you imagine? Yes. All right, sorry, I had to get that out. I've been I've had that bottled up the whole show. What are we giving away, Shirley? A $140 gift card to revive health and wellness. Hook me up. I tell you what. I need double arm. <laughs> That, yeah. I was at the Bucks Saturday night, Saturday night <laughs> and there, is, there was a lot of people there that probably need this on tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. All right. What call are you looking for, Shirley? Caller 8. 317-1250. Back with CJ Johnson when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive and make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. And congratulations to Michael Cohen of Greenville. Picked up a $140 gift card to revive health and wellness. If you're tired, sluggish, or down in the dumps, then maybe you need to hydrate. Revive Health and Wellness in Greenville offers IV hydration that can help you with lack of energy, improve your mood, assist with immunity, and even fix a hangover. 
The team is licensed and has registered nurses that will assist you in preparing for your IV session. Revive Health and Wellness located at 2710 East 10th Street in Greenville or online at revivehealthwellness.org. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. Who'd you say once, Charlie? Michael Cohen. Mike Cohen. I know that guy. Yes, and he told me to tell you what's up. All right. Congratulations, Mike. Awesome to have him tuned in today. Pays off. Big winner. On yeah, a that's, a, that's a big gift. And he's a health guy. He'll love that. He's a, he's a doctor. Awesome. He'll he'll really enjoy that. I put that up there with um, 18 mini pretzels. <laughs> it's a great gift right it is okay and it's the thought that counts clip it is always always there's local politics bud exactly all right you're look at you just being the trying to stir stuff up you're a stirrer steer it up like bob marley once said uh matt trying to stir it up online uh says troy it's gonna be a long walk from the crush uh sub crush seats to storm the field for you I know, actually, man, that is a good point. I haven't thought about that. If you're stuck up in club level in the tower, anywhere up there, it's going to take a while because the elevators are so slow. And I actually took the stairs down after the game. And it took me just going downstairs, the five level or how many ever levels, it easily took me like five minutes or so to get all the way down. Because there were other people doing it too, and you can't just go by yourself. You know, you got to wait for them to keep moving. So it's going to be a while to storm. You're right. You might want to head down to the seats in the fourth quarter just in case. Can I still storm the field at my age? You do a lot of things you shouldn't do at your age. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's okay, right? (laughs) Like, that's like what this would be like my last hurrah. Like one last storm the field goalpost situation. Let him do what he wants to. No, I mean, saying. hey, because I mean, it no, doesn't yeah. matter about time. I mean, you can just go like, and do like, whatever. I don't you want to go to my grandma. I wish I had stormed it one last time. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. could be it. Yeah, you could storm the field, but you'll throw your back out at the 30 yard line. I know. I can just see the students running on and they go, "Who the hell is this old ass dude?" <laughs> Why well, Skip Holtz here? Yeah, so I'm a 30th year. No, they'd be like, "Oh my God, Troy D's out here too. This is the place to be." <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's uh, let's get to our guest. All right, we'll worry about that later. Joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, he had the catch on Saturday's uh, victory over Temple. He is C.J. Johnson. C.J., how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, Let's talk about the catch. You catch it behind a dude. Uh, (laughs) That was wild as it was happening. What was going through your head as you were able to snag that one on uh, Saturday? Oh, man, it was was amazing. I... um... The whole time I knew I caught it up, but um, I knew it was up. I knew it was up into the officials' hands whether they're going to reverse it or not. But the whole time I knew I caught it, so that was just really like it was just really exciting to have all, that big of a fan base and making a catch like that. And the uh, two penalties on the play, both on Temple, that's got to be a, a, a bad feeling, right, CJ? When you make one of those catches and it gets called back and doesn't even go on your stat sheet, but that one uh, did go your way because the penalties were against the other team. Oh yeah, that is that, that is the worst. <laughs> I've been on the other end of that plenty of times. CJ Johnson joining us, uh, and and Troy D. We were talking about this earlier. Well, CJ forty five to three. You actually got to hang out and, and chill out on the sidelines in the fourth quarter and watch some younger guys play. First time that's happened to you all year. So what was that feeling like for you? Oh, man, that was wonderful just seeing the younger guys actually be able to get in the game and get some reps. 
and um, it not coming down to a nail biter like it has been the past couple of weeks. So that was just a great feeling. CJ, you guys have had you know a few tough losses this season just by a player or two, but now this has kind of been the biggest victory of the year, at least margin of victory anyway. Uh, what's practice like the next day when you have a win like that, when you come back off of it Sunday? What is the team attitude versus, you know, coming off a loss? How How is the team responding now? Because sometimes, as, as you know, Coach Logan used to say, the hardest thing to, to take is a pat on the back. And, uh, you know, this team's starting to get some momentum. People are starting to get fired up and excited about it again. Uh, how are you guys handling that when you come back the next day? Oh, man, we uh, Coach Big John, the strength coach, and all the coaches upstairs, they have definitely done a good job of, uh, of knowing, how, knowing how to lose but also knowing how to win. So uh, you, the, way, the same way you take a loss, that, that hunger that builds up inside of you after you lose is the same hunger you should have after you win, too. So we come in here with the same mindset of one and another next week. CJ Johnson joining us. CJ, uh, no surprise. We're, we're going to ask you about the five wins and getting to a sixth win. I know it's been a, a topic uh, for you players, and, and you've been around here a little while now. You want to take this team to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. So, uh, how much has that been discussed as you picked up win number five on Saturday? Oh man, that's the uh, that's the goal. Six wins, and we're in. And um, that's what this team has been fighting for. And if we can have more than six wins, we're definitely going to try to do that too. And I was going to say, isn't six almost a little too low right now as the goal? I mean, should, shouldn't the bar be set higher at this point? Yeah, it's most definitely set higher, but the minimum is six. <laughs> Brian Bailey said, I believe it was it was on the maybe the pregame, one of the shows, it's no law. It says you only have to get six, Troy Day. Right. Why it's, not seven? Why not minimum, eight? Why not nine? Yeah. Definitely it, the minimum at this point. It could happen. CJ, a uh, couple of a uh, couple more for you. I've been bringing this up. East Carolina basketball begins Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Menjee's Coliseum. So I've been asking all the guys today, who is the best basketball player on the team? I know you played at Conley. DJ Ford says nobody could take him one-on-one. Xavier Smith said if he came out of retirement, he could be the best player on the team. So, <laughs> Sounds uh, like Xavier Smith. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he loves to talk. What is he not the best at of anything? Exactly. He's uh, the best uh, Xbox gamer. Oh, he's the best at everything, yeah. according to him. Yeah. CJ, if I ask you, uh, you know, where do you rank amongst the best basketball players on the football team? I'm the, I'm the best basketball player on the football team. <laughs> now I, I got a ba- I got CJ's back on this. I would I have him on my power rating. I think he would be the best basketball player. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the arm length. I like CJ Johnson as my top rated ECU football basketball player. If Troy was in on those other interviews, he would have said the same about those guys. But he's in on this one. So, but no, uh, no, 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 no. I mean it. Okay, I'm not just saying it because he's on with us live right now. Troy has seen me play basketball. Yeah, I mean, we he's got the. Uh, he, the, the, I feel like I'm the Mel Kuyper of got the these guys. I'm yeah. putting him number one on my depth chart for the ECU basketball team for football players. If I had Coach Maloney on, would he say the same about you, CJ? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> We're going to have to do this. Now, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but an ECU basketball tournament at the rec center That'd be of cool. the football Maybe the, players. The off season. Yeah, this offseason. Yeah, like would not be this awesome. week, but yeah. 
Try. Yeah, most definitely. I'll try to get that in. <laughs> CJ, another one. Uh, early morning start. You guys are kicking off 11 a.m. local time. So, uh, from what I understand, you got a breakfast plan for 7 a.m. So, you're going to have to get up in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, the good news is you won't have to wait around all day to play a football game. But uh, you are a morning person. Uh, what do you think about that early kickoff coming up Saturday? Oh, yeah. we um, my, On my end, I kind of like early kickoffs because it's kind of just get up and go. Uh, rather than turn it on, turn it off, turn it back on, uh, you can just uh, maintain a focus. You can just go ahead and get a job done right there. All right, I'm taking a look at the forecast for Saturday in Memphis. Here's the good news, guys. Now, it's uh, obviously a little early in the week, but if this holds true, sunny skies, not a cloud in the sky for Saturday in Memphis, Tennessee this Saturday, high of 54 degrees. So for Memphis this time of year, yeah, that's luxury. I mean, that's fantastic. And look, you guys have been playing well, CJ, with not so great yeah. weather conditions. Are you okay playing in clear conditions, CJ, <laughs> or would you prefer the rain at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I was getting a laugh or two out of CJ. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. why you like having him on. I know so much. he does. He laughs at my jokes. I appreciate that, CJ. <laughs> CJ, great win. Keep up the good work, man. And uh, we will talk to you again next Monday. Go get another W. Yes, sir. All right, see you, man. See you. CJ Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, had an incredible catch. And watching it on TV, I thought the ball hit the ground. Uh, but football guru Wes Hines I heard, yeah. was watching with me. Nice catch. That ball did not hit the ground. He was right. Wes was right. After Wes should be like a review official. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, we want to. We, we got to remember to get West on tomorrow to get his basketball prediction, too. You, uh, great point. And speaking of basketball, I talked to uh, Joe Dooley today. Uh, we have that audio and video up on our social media right now. Yeah, check it out on our social right, media. We'll hear it uh, tomorrow here on the show, Troy D. But uh, are you ready to roll for Tuesday against, night? Against South Carolina State. Bonus points if you can name the mascot. I believe it's Bulldogs. It is Bulldogs, Clip Rock. All right, good. Correct. Yeah, Chandler and I came up with that at the same time. The Bulldogs. Today. So, uh, yeah, ECU basketball getting underway 7 p.m. Menji's Col- Coliseum Tuesday night. So, uh, get tickets still available uh, and this is the first time in what over a year that you've been able to really fans have been able to come back now. since 2019 yeah there were very a few made it you know uh last year but the general public was not allowed in how was that the and, houston game yeah there were a few fans and a few media were allowed i wasn't really but i'm just going to tell people that because oh there was so, oh i thought well there were some people <laughs> there was a few in there yeah. yeah i was supposed to go to that game i had a conflict with my sons uh wasn't able to make it and of course you know that's the famous one of the famous games of ECU basketball ECU's history. best win ever that nobody could yeah. celebrate now, that would have been a storm the court situation if this was normal times last year correct and you beat houston that was definitely the where were you what were they ranked like number five or top the, 10 they were top five were, top five in the country, in the country. Yeah. yeah and it was one of the that's definitely one of those where were you when this happened game and yeah well, a lot of I people, was hosting sports trivia at AJ McMurphy. Nobody can say that they hardly anybody could say they were at the game. I was in bed with COVID when it happened. I was watching it on my laptop. Hmm. What was what was she like? Ah, I was going there too. Good one. Good one. <laughs> Except I was going to say he. Oh, oh, oh wow! Stan <laughs> talking about the pretzels. 
uh says don't they give those out on an airplane now it is interesting i don't think the snyder's ones shirley's That's the brand uh, she likes shirley's birthday week you left the uh left the state on a plane to go to chicago i did did you get those pretzels from the plane uh, <laughs> <laughs> no they don't give those type of pretzels anymore okay. and the bags are way smaller by the way they're like like the bags you, you only get like two of them do they make a smaller bag than yes. those bags and those were those are those are that's like a party pack there's multiple packs you can eat one each day um but uh you actually you if you look no i oh. didn't eat them all i just have to wait till wednesday for my next one but it says convenient lunchbox size right. there you go <laughs> don't want to load up i don't want you bloated how do i know wow. if you have a gluten allergy or not he is so thoughtful he is what a guy <laughs> It's the is this the reason why I have a card with a pig on it? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. You know how hard it is to find belated birthday cards? <laughs> the selection for belated birthday cards is not exactly huge. Certainly. I got a feeling you bought a lot of those over your Yeah, I have like two years. to choose from, so that was the best of the uh, belated section. Uh, right when you walk in, they point you to the belated card aisle. No, trust me, I wish they had someone to help you to point you to anything. It's all self-serve nowadays, buddy. <laughs> You're lucky someone's working a register at this point good point that is um, that is true my wife got her i guess booster and flu um vaccine last week and i was there we were waiting and as we were waiting a girl walked from where they were giving the shots like stormed out mm-hmm. and another walgreens uh, employee chased the girl and came back and said ah, she got away see that's the sixth one this week like people, what are they, like, prisoners? I don't know. Like, they're just like hostages. Leaving. What's like, going on? They're dropping like flies over there. Yeah. Oh, you mean they're not getting the shot fast enough, or they're having to wait too long, or just a customer? They're just. Oh, this had nothing to do with the vaccine. These were just customers. You mean this is an employee? Oh, of Walgreens leaving. Oh, an employee was doing this. Yes, like storming out. Oh, I thought I it was quit. a customer. No, no, no. I might have set it up. Oh, okay. Um, but we saw somebody quit uh, as we were sitting there. Wow. So you witnessed a live quitting, and apparently that's happening quite a bit. I don't know. Yeah, six one in a week. Yeah, sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty high turnover rate. I do have an update from Matt, who mentioned. You know, I uh, was talking about if EC was uh, if Cincinnati was able to come in here undefeated, EC was able to beat them. It would be a, a what I would refer to as a storm the field type of situation. Uh, Matt said it was going to be a long walk down from the sub crush seats to storm the field. I think that's a great name for the club level sub crush seats. But I talked to Brett, the owner of Sup Dogs, who mm-hmm. created the Sup Crush. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, so they are serving Sup Dogs Sup Crush upstairs in both club levels. I now. enjoyed one on Saturday. I took Chandler up. He had the uh, the very nice experience. We got him a, a Sup Crush during halftime. He was, you know, sitting in my seats first half, then we bounced him up to club level. We got the full immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got the full VIP treatment. Great. Thank you. Um, but I talked to Brett, and he is trying to, next season, this was kind of a test case to see how it goes. He wants to open up the sub crushes to everybody and to have them downstairs in the concourse where you could have, a, you know, each side, there'd be a sub crush tent where if you're not in the club level, you could just like you can get a beer now. You can go get a Bud Light downstairs. You don't just have to be in club level anymore. He wants to be able to do it all over the stadium. Yeah, that would make so sense. I think that would be awesome. So I was just letting people know that that is being discuss- talked about. Good. That'll uh, fire people up. Yeah. Uh, do commoners can be more like VIPs like Troy D and Chandler. Right. Yes, we'll we'll let the regular people have some too. That's sweet. Let them eat cake. <laughs> of course, you can always go to Sub Dogs and get one too. You could do that as well. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. 
A lot cheaper at Sup Dogs, by the way. Six bucks for Sup Crush, ten dollars at club level. They ding you for the certain, you know, the uh, it's like an airport terminal, captive audience. We're back with you after this. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoease.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, getting ready to wrap it up on a Victory Monday. Clip Brock, Troy D here. It was a big hour, Troy. Man, this was fun. This was a good show today. The whole show. I'm glad. The whole three hours. I'm glad we didn't lose this hour. That would have been a shame. (laughs) No, I know, right? Thank goodness the time changed Sunday morning. (laughs) This would have been a really hot mess if it went from six o'clock to five o'clock. We'd be in a hot mess. By the way, Redbeard wanted to know. Oh, Redbeard, mind your own business. (laughs) He said, I hope you didn't blow the pirate radio budget on the pretzels. Yeah, I saw. By the way, spoiler alert, I talked to Redbeard this weekend doesn't look like he has a red beard oh yeah. is he a phony i'm not gonna say that just saying i don't think he has a red beard but i do like the name red beard who knew a guy I, who sits online and criticizes everything is a phony <laughs> he's not i didn't call him that i did that's you yes just want to clarify. i've met red beard he uh and what i like about him i mean he'll talk junk right in your face like yeah. he does online and he is a uh he's a funny and dude. he's a very loyal pirate fan i will say that i like uh i like red beard. i always enjoy my interaction with him yeah i got to meet him earlier this year uh the free boot for the south carolina game and he has a really nice car so yeah trying to get a ride in cool. thing. still still waiting on my ride yeah he owes you a ride yeah, he owes me a ride he's really troy d and you there with oh, the, yeah. the no you know what he needs to take us all in the car and take us for a ride and do what well he uh, can't put all of us in there at the same time it's a one-seater well no <laughs> take, take turns and it'd be like that carpool karaoke that uh the late night host does how desperate are you guys to ride in a corvette i mean i think he should uh take us for the myrtle beach bowl championship parade we're gonna be on I, you know what? In the car, I think we should take our show on the road. <laughs> Myrtle Beach or bust to the dirty Myrtle. Saying. If we do, sorry, the uh, bowl budget has been blown on those pretzels. You guys, <laughs> we can do Damn. it from Senior Frogs. I will say, never a better bowl matchup for East Carolina than the Myrtle Beach Bowl. A it's dream a, scenario a in my fit. book: the Perfect Alligator fit. Adventure Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Troy D. This is it uh, for you this week. Well, I was going to see you Wednesday with oh, Bryce. You're here Wednesday. Double down. Wednesday at five. Potentially. Okay. Well, yes. we do need to bring in upper management yeah, to talk to him to about, talk about his about club. Uh, that's a good point. For I was his. very disappointed in Bryce for yeah. not having more situational we awareness. Are. We're not mad. He's, we're just disappointed. Yeah, he's part of the team. Like, he knows what you can do, what you can't do. 
I was a little, I was disappointed in Wes. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, it, it, well, I, Wes I, and Bryce. Bryce <laughs> <laughs> disappointed Wes. I think at this particular moment, he was just, he just forgot where he was. Yeah. And kind of like that, you know, where he scored the touchdown and forgot to go back out on the field. That's yeah. a good point. That I, I'm thinking, before. I'm thinking yeah. that was the same type of situation kind of like his blonde moment, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we Dang, need. God. I didn't know I was on the air. That'll be a good segment. Thought I was just talking to Clip one on one. Upper management coming in to talk to Bryce about what happened right. Saturday on the fifth quarter. I'll see you here Wednesday. At five. I like that. All right, we'll do that uh, Wednesday. We will get you ready for the final four as Cy Seymour will join us Tuesday on this show to tell you how good ECU basketball will be <laughs> this year. So that's coming up Tuesday. I got, it's a tough league though, Clip. It's a tough league. <laughs> Uh, Sai will join us. I go. We'll talk a lot of hoops and football coming up Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.